Blog Talk Radio. Place your hand in a receptive. Place your hand in a receptive position now. Let's sanctify your mind and sanctify your consciousness. Get everything out of there that can't stand money. And by the way, that's interesting. Do you know, I've had people walk out of my prosperity seminars. <laughs> you know, frankly, you know, everybody can't stand prosperity. <laughs> and then, as I said, a lot of highly religious people. In California, one very highly religious lady walked out. She said, I just can't stand to hear that man talking about money. You know, if money bothers you, it's because there's something wrong with you. And I'll tell you deeper, deeper, deeper what it means. It means that you feel the, you really feel a condemnation because you don't have it. And you don't want to admit that you really want it. You're lying to yourself. Let me hear you say, stop lying to myself. Stop lying to myself. And you see, that's one of the things that I think there's a chapter on it. Somebody's going to tell me where it is. Don't be indifferent to money. Let me hear you say, don't be indifferent to money. Don't be indifferent to money. You can't have an indifferent attitude. Your attitudes will draw money to you or kick it away from you. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Down there in that deeper subconscious. That's why you gotta clean it out. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So now we're going to have a cleansing of the heart, a cleansing of the subconscious, and get rid of all of these old ideas about money is evil and people who have money are evil. You know, the fact of the matter is, I know more evil people who don't have money than evil people who've got money. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, if you've got a house full of children and it's cold and the marshal is coming to put you out because you can't pay your rent, you can get real evil. <laughs> Even now, when, when I find myself working and forgetting to eat and then all of a sudden I, dis I discover that I'm hungry and some member of my staff will come in and ask me a question. I said, get out of here. Don't bother me until you bring me something to eat. I don't want to get evil, so just go bring me something to eat. 
All right, let's have this cleansing of negative ideas about money. Right here and right now. Right here, right now. I dig out all of the negative ideas about money. I dig out all the negative ideas about money. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Of all negative ideas about money. Of all negative ideas about money. Of all negative ideas that has kept money away from me. I absolve money of all accusation of evil. I absolve money of all accusation of evil. I forgive myself for criticizing people who have money. I forgive myself for criticizing people who have money. From now on. From now on. I will bless every sign of money. I bless everybody who looks successful and prosperous. So it is. I release the demons of negative belief that have kept money from me. Kair, and of course, you know you are rocking with the best. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me tonight. This is going to be epic, 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 epic. Whew. So the call-in number is 607-203-5303. 607-203-5303. Of course, you know I am on Blog Talk Radio. I've been doing this for quite a while now, and I felt that this is the probably one of the most dynamic venues to reach you, where it's easy for you to get on the call, to listen to, and you can grab your notebook, grab your pen, take notes, programs being recorded, and you can get the maximum, maximum, maximum out of tonight's share. Tonight, I don't even want to call it a broadcast. I want to call it a share, and I want it to be very interactive. So I want a couple of y'all to go ahead and press 1 because I know y'all want to get in. you got questions about your subconscious mind, where you've been at in your life, things that you've accepted. And I want to get some feedback from you. And I also want to get some feedback uh, as we go through the show about what you feel is your next move. Because tonight there's going to be some transformations. There's definitely going to be some transformations and that's why we're here, because the topic tonight is programming your subconscious mind to accept wealth. Does anybody know, like, why I even picked a topic like this? You know, um, why would I even need to talk about programming your subconscious mind to accept wealth? Well, I know that most minds have been programmed unconsciously to accept poverty and not only accept poverty but to praise poverty 
I mean, like, ooh, poverty. What's wrong with not having money? Ooh, I'm a poor, righteous teacher. Doesn't that sound dignified? Hmm. Well, how are you going to have the things in life that you want when you want to develop physically, mentally, and spiritually? How can you have all three and have true balance? A lot of people just look at balance as a one-dimensional, maybe a two-dimensional thing. Tonight I want to explain three-dimensional. I want to do mind, body, and spirit. We talk about it a lot, but a lot of times people just intellectualize riches, intellectualize what we feel about money or what we think somebody wants to hear. I remember someone asked me one time, what was my problem with money? And I said, I thought I was pretty aggressive with money. And I gave them an answer according to what I thought they wanted to hear. So tonight is not going to be any what I thought somebody wanted to hear. And it's going to be where my where my thinking is at right now and where your thinking needs to be right now as we move forward through this Taurus season, as you make this the first day of the rest of your financial life. Subconscious mind. Well, I got a lot of things to cover tonight, so... Please sit back, please get your pen, please get your paper, and uh, get ready to take some good notes. Call the number once again at 607-203-5303. All you got to do to join in is press 1. Also, if you're listening on the computer, the chat line is wide open. So if you want to come in, make some, uh, make, some, make some comments, or ask me some questions through the chat, I see Heal Mobile over there. I see Leah Lewis is in the building. That's right, internal programming. Wealth is bad for people. We've been whipped by wealthy people. What are some of the things that you think or have been programmed about money? All right? Start thinking about that. Like, write that down. What have I been, or how was I raised to think about money? Or what, or what was I thinking as I was being raised about money? What did I notice? So tonight we're going to go through some strategies. We're going to definitely go through some exploration. But the first thing I want to talk about is subconscious mind. We gotta talk about the subconscious mind first. I gotta I gotta check in and see who I got on the call with me tonight. I already got some hands high in the sky already. Let me just set the vibe real quick. Uh caller from the six four six. Your mic is wide open. I'm glad that you joined me tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, caller from the six four six. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, how are you? Oh, I'm blessed. How are you? Oh, I'm blessed by the best and too sexy to be stressed myself. What's your name and where you calling from? Oh, this is Makaya calling from Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, Makaya, give me, um, give me some of your expectations tonight of um, what you expect to get out of this call or why you think it's important or um, what resonated with you in the title of the program to see the subject matter? Well, let's see. Uh, I don't have that many expectations. I'm just here with an open mind, you know. Um, I'm starting the moon magic, so this is obviously to um, to help me with that and to just really get into the zone of this whole thing and tapping into the Taurus right now and the money that uh, – 
that is right around the corner waiting for me that I'm just trying to access. Um, definitely the subconscious programming. I can already hear, like, my stepfather saying, like, you know, you have to work really hard for everything in life, and, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and all that, you know, all that stuff that I think a lot of us probably heard our, our parents or some of our elders saying. So just, you know, trying to, trying to get that shit out of my brain because I agree with you that, you know, the Creator wants us to be abundant, especially the righteous, you know? Yes, 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 yes. And the thing is, the Creator is... Um, the creator is, is like not prejudiced. He's not prejudiced. Mm. He says if you do things in a certain way, you're going to get rich, period. So, he's. I mean, yes, he would like the righteous to have more righteous becoming rich, but he's not prejudiced. He's not going to be like, well, you know, you're not righteous, so you can't, uh, you're not, oh, he's, he's not going to stop you. If you program it and you do things in a certain way, it's going to come. So I'm definitely glad that you uh, tune in and zoom in. I'm going to mute your mic, but I don't want you to stay on the line. Don't hang up. I mean, don't hang up, okay? All right. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it. Got another caller from the 330-475. Thanks for joining us tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Peace. Peace, Coach. This is Eric calling from uh, Columbus, Ohio. How's it going? Uh, all is well, big brother. All is well. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, really, I want to thank you in advance for, uh, you know, putting on this, this this subject of the evening, and uh, I believe it's going to be incredibly important. Um, similar to the, the lady who just spoke, uh, I also, you know, I was raised in a single-parent household, so it was always, you know, money equals hard work, money is struggle, you know, and uh, just never enough. And as I've, you know, gone on in my adult life, uh, I've seen that expressed in my life as well, and uh, I think that it is time to undo that program for certain. Mm. Sure. You can believe I'm getting ready to go all the way in tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do my best to put both feet deep into it. So hang around. Stay right there. I might come back and just open your mic up uh, in a little while. But get your pen and your pad out and let's get ready to rock, all right? Okay. All right. Appreciate it. And I see South Carolina is on the line tonight. I got 803-237. Can I get your name and where you're calling from tonight, please? Hey, Post K. What's up? Who is this? Melody from Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, Melody, what you think you're doing listening up in here? This is about getting this money now. Why are you calling me tonight? What are you doing? Money. Please, you know, money is about to be my middle name because it's time. (laughs) I come from trying to break a lot of those chains, too, and I'm getting my conscious mind together. Subconscious is what I'm focusing on now, working on my magic of joy. And I've got messages and confirmations to get ready. Time to get ready. I'm trying to change my life and my legacy for me and my kids. Sure. Did you um did you bring did you bring some paper and pen? Like, are you prepared, or are you just coming over here to be entertained? Which one is? <laughs> really? No, I'm a student too. I just got home though, but I'm about to go pull up my pad. I got your email. It said I'm live now. I said, oh, it's time. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
but I'm not joking. I'm glad that you um, you mentioned the factor of joy. So this call, let me tell you, Melody, uh, this call is going to be have t- we're going to be talking about magic. We're going to be talking about rituals. We're going to be talking about systems. We're going to be talking about techniques. We're going to be uh, going into the deprogram. We got to deprogram some things. We got to address it honestly. Of our after programming, the bullshit that we've been feeding ourselves and that we've been fed to us, like we we've been taught to like, oh, be respectful, be respectful of our parents because you know they gave. Listen, because you my parent, don't give you a pass for me to say you were wrong in certain things. That's why you as a mother is like, yo, I want to make those corrections and don't want to pass that down. Can I get an amen? Amen. And. When you said joy, joy is one of the factors of magic. But I want to read this passage by, I think this is Eric Hoffer. You, to learn, you need a certain degree of confidence, not too much and not too little. If you have too little confidence, you would think you can't learn. If you have too much, you would think you don't have to learn. Confidence goes along with joy to make this stick. So that's the first thing I got for you at the top of your page. All right, so I'm gonna just put you on mute too. I got you, I got Eric, I got Makaya, and um, we're getting ready to rock out, okay? All right, like my granddaddy that just passed says, he would say, "There you go." <laughs> <laughs> well, granddaddy, big ups for granddaddy in the building. Thank you. Already invoking the ancestors early on. I love it. I love it. My ancestors don't want to see me broke. Write that down too. Write that down on your paper. My ancestors. Want to see me rich. I want to see me rich. This is the two things we're going to start off with. My ancestors want to see me rich, and I want to see me rich. I deserve it. I have the right to be rich. Write that down. Don't write down negative words like what I was about to say. My my ancestors don't want to see me broke. Nah, we ain't going to put that down. We're putting out what they want to see. So let me jump into subconscious mind real quick. Um, draw a a really, really big circle, all right? Draw a really big circle, and then I want you to draw one horizontal line across that circle. So you divide the circle into a top and a bottom, all right? And in the top half of the circle, I want you to write conscious mind, conscious mind. And sticking out of those, out of the conscious mind, I want you to write, like, draw, like, five little lines, like five hairs or five antennas that stick up out of the top of this. Now, if you don't want to take notes, that's okay. But at the end of the broadcast, and I say, here's my email address, the three people who send me a picture of their notes get something for free, then don't say nothing because you didn't, because you didn't take time to draw it, okay? So that's, that, that's how I do So don't leave early. And this also goes for those listening to the recording. And I want you to write on these five antennas, I want you to write five senses. See, hear, smell, taste, and touch. See, hear, smell, taste, and touch. The conscious mind is a part of you that thinks and reasons. Your free will lies here. This is the part of your mind that will decide how much money you want to earn. The conscious mind can accept or reject any ideal. It has a choice. No person or circumstance can cause you to think about thoughts, 
or ideals you do not choose. The thoughts you choose eventually determine the results in your life. All right? So this is thoughts. Inside that box, inside the top half, I want you to write thoughts in there up underneath. See, hear, smell, taste, and touch. All pain, pleasure, or limitation is either originated in the conscious mind or accepted uncritically from an outside source. Let's look at this for a quick second. Everything in your conscious mind either originated there or you accepted it uncritically from an outside source. What does that mean? It uncritically means I didn't critically analyze it. I didn't use any discernment, no citopari. I just let it come in. I let it sit there on my hard drive. I let this virus come in and sit on my hard drive. Now, if rich people, they don't do that. They critically look and determine what type of thoughts they are either creating or coming from outside sources. I love it. You come over to my house and my roommate should have her door closed, but she'd be listening to Abraham Hicks or Reverend Ike or Mitchell Gibson. Or you hear some tones playing slow in the background, but they're loud enough for you to hear. Because she's critically decided what she's going to accept into her conscious mind from an outside source. As you accept the thought, it is impressed upon the second part of your personality. You become what you think about. Now, underneath this line, on the bottom half, I want you to write subconscious mind. This is where we start getting into what this broadcast is really about. And if you are in moon magic and you have your workbook, we are working out of a workbook this entire month, everybody that's in moon magic. So working out of a lawful process for the creation of wealth, a lawful process for the creation of wealth. This is based on a book called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Wobbles. You can go anywhere and find The Science of Getting Rich from Wallace Wobbles, the audio. I don't know about the audio, but I know you can find the PDF. You just type in The Science of Getting Rich, and you can pull that up. A lot of people, I sent that to probably 1,000 people in the last 12 months, I'm always sending it to people. I, I read it myself three years ago, and I've been living it, but I had never seen this workbook before lawful process of creating of wealth, creation of wealth, and at the end of every chapter, it has questions. So this is like, because the book went from like 40 pages to like 200. Oh, yeah. And this month in Moon Magic 28, all we're doing is concentrating on our subconscious mind being programmed for wealth, period. Your definite purpose, we should already have it when you come into Moon Magic, we have a process of how you develop your definite purpose, but the second goal is financial. So the spiritual goal is your definite purpose. The financial goal is my money, programming your subconscious mind for wealth, right? So if you haven't signed up, that website is www.moonmagic28.info. But if you have the workbook already, because I've already sent it out to our members, and when you come into the members area, if you haven't, downloaded it yet, just click the button inside the members area at the very top of the members area page and the PDF will be right there. I'm on page 8. The subconscious mind. This part of you is certainly the most magnificent. It is the power center. It functions in every cell in your body. 
every thought your conscious mind chooses to accept, this part must accept. It has no ability to reject. Now just listen to that. Your subconscious mind must accept everything that your conscious mind thought. Every thought, good, bad, indifferent, up, down, low frequency, high vibration, whatever, your subconscious mind must accept it. It does not have the ability to reject. My conscious mind is like the screen door. What your grandma tell you when you leave the screen door open in the country, you letting flies in. A lot of us have the screen door propped wide open or tore off. But you have to leave the screen door closed to keep the flies out. That's the conscious mind. Because once the flies get inside, man, you know what they do. And that's the subconscious mind is inside. This part of you operates by an orderly manner. By law, it expresses itself through you in feelings and actions. Did you know that? All of your feelings are not coming from your conscious mind. They're coming from your subconscious programming that you spent years doing, whether you were paying attention or not. So it hits your conscious mind, then it hits your subconscious mind, and then it moves down into the body and moves into action. So I want you to draw a smaller circle outside underneath the big circle. So you got one big circle that's divided in two. Now I want you to draw a smaller circle underneath the big circle. And I want you to write down the body. The body. And the subconscious mind, this is what we call the spirit. Okay? Fixed ideals that come in will continue to express themselves without any conscious assistance until they are replaced. You hear that? Any thought that you consciously choose to impress upon the subconscious over and over becomes fixed in this part of your personality. See, your subconscious mind is a part of your personality. It's not a part of your soul. Soul doesn't soul doesn't carry your subconscious mind with it. You start over every time, every lifetime. It's up to you. And we call these things habits. Fixed ideals are more commonly referred to as habits. Now, this knows no limits, though. The subconscious mind, it doesn't have any limitations unless you put them on you. And that's what we've been doing is implementing controls and limitations on ourselves our conscious thoughts over and over, leaving the screen door open, got to work hard for money. Money don't grow on trees. You know, you're going to die one day. Um, that's not in the Bible. Uh, a rich man can't get into heaven. Rich people are evil. Love of money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. All of those things we keep listening to and, and, and not checking them. We don't check them. We don't know that person's wise or foolish as telling us. We don't know what that person's personality is. Just take it. You got to be more careful. Now, the body, this is the most obvious part of it. This is the material medium. And this is where behaviors and actions take place. In. So conscious mind was at the top. Subconscious was at the bottom of the big circle. 
And then part three is the body. And this is where behaviors and actions that are a direct result of your subconscious mind. Now, if you don't take control of your subconscious mind, somebody else will. I call them the sinister. Because the sinister is looking for agents, like in the Matrix, to come out and propagate craziness or disagreeable energy or poverty. And the next thing you know, what kind of results are you getting? That's number four. The results you'll get are whatever subconscious mind fed into your body. Thoughts or images that are consciously chosen and pressed upon the subconscious must move your body into action. The actions you are involved in determine your results. So here they come in order. Number one, thoughts. Number two, feelings. Number three, action. Number four, results. Key is to get the conscious mind, subconscious mind, and the body working in harmony. Why? Because getting rich is a result of doing things in a certain way. Now, let's stop for a second and just think about how you process money, wealth, riches, prosperity. Have you been doing it in a certain way, or have you been just trying to get be lucky? Tell the truth. If you want to just come in and make a comment now, just press 1. I'll open your mic up. Just let me know what have you been doing. Have you been doing things a certain way to get rich? Because we know if you just went to college and got a student loan and came out, you got a degree and a big-ass piece of debt. Hmm. We know that some of, some people go to work, and we're so stressed out about the debt. The stress comes out in our bodies. Like women, it happens in fibroids and high blood pressure. For men, it happens, happens in heart, heart disease, prostate issues. We carry this survival thing down in, our, down in our sexual reproductive organs because we chose to believe that consciously I'm supposed to have these problems and it's got to come out in the body. That's, 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 that's backwards. That's why we're going over this month Science of getting rich. The right to be rich is important. Super, 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 super important. I want to just go right to it, you know, because I brought all my tools out today. So I want to, I want to, I want to give you the intro, and then I want to go right into the science of getting rich, chapter one. So I'm gonna play these for you, and then I just want you just to listen, just relax, and come back and run it back on the recording. I want you to write down what's the most, what stood out to you the most in this, and then we'll be right back. The mystery inside of how I'm gonna get mine. I'm thinking that I have to me. Of how to conquer these rings. You sang beautifully just now. I sang for him, and he is here. Ah, 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 
Pragmatical, not philosophical. A practical manual, not a treatise upon theories. It is intended for the men and women whose most pressing need is for money, who wish to get rich first and philosophize afterward. It is intended for the men and women whose most pressing need is for money, who wish to get rich first and philosophize afterward. It is intended for the men and women whose most pressing need is for money, who wish to get rich first and philosophize afterward. It is for those who have, so far, found neither the time, the means, nor the opportunity to go deeply into the study of metaphysics, but who want results and who are willing to take the conclusions of science as a basis for action without going into all the processes by which those conclusions were reached. It is expected that the reader will take the fundamental statements upon faith, just as he would take statements concerning a law of electrical action if they were promulgated by a Marconi or an Edison.
one, the right to be rich. Whatever may be said in praise of poverty, the fact remains that it is not possible to live a really complete or successful life unless one is rich. No man can rise to his greatest possible height in talent or soul development unless he has plenty of money. For to unfold the soul and to develop talent, he must have many things to use, and he cannot have these things unless he has money to buy them. A man develops in mind, soul, and body by making use of things, and society is so organized that man must have money in order to become the possessor of things. Therefore, the basis of all advancement for man must be the science of getting rich. The object of all life is development, and everything that lives has an inalienable right to all the development it is capable of attaining. Man's right to life means his right to have the free and unrestricted use of all the things which may be necessary to his fullest mental, spiritual, and physical unfoldment, or, in other words, his right to be rich. In this book I shall not speak of riches in a figurative way. To be really rich does not mean to be satisfied or contented with a little. No man ought to be satisfied with a little if he is capable of using and enjoying more. The purpose of nature is the advancement and unfoldment of life, and every man should have all that can contribute to the power, elegance, beauty, and richness of life. To be content with less is sinful. The man who owns all he wants for the living of all the life he is capable of living is rich, and no man who has not plenty of money can have all he wants. Life has advanced so far and become so complex that even the most ordinary man or woman requires a great amount of wealth in order to live in a manner that even approaches completeness. Every person, naturally, wants to become all that they are capable of becoming. This desire to realize innate possibilities is inherent in human nature. We cannot help wanting to be all that we can be. Success in life is becoming what you want to be. You can become what you want to be only by making use of things, and you can only have the free use of things only as you become rich enough to buy them. To understand the science of getting rich is therefore the most essential of all knowledge. There is nothing wrong in wanting to get rich. The desire for riches is really the desire for a richer, fuller, and more abundant life. And that desire is praiseworthy. The man who does not desire to live more abundantly is abnormal. And so the man who does not desire to have money enough to buy all he wants is abnormal. There are three motives for which we live. We live for the body, we live for the mind, and we live for the soul. No one of these is better or holier than the other. All are alike desirable, and no one of the three, body, mind, or soul, can live fully if either of the others is cut short of full life and expression. It is not right or noble to live only for the soul and deny mind or body, and it is wrong to live for the intellect and deny body or soul. We are all acquainted with the loathsome consequences of living for the body and denying both mind and soul and we see that real life means the complete expression of all that man can give forth through body, mind, and soul. Whatever he can say, no man can be really happy or satisfied unless his body is living fully in every function, 
and unless the same is true of his mind and his soul. Wherever there is unexpressed possibility, or function not performed, there is unsatisfied desire. Desire is possibility seeking expression, or function seeking performance. Men cannot live fully in body without good food, comfortable clothing, and warm shelter, and without freedom from excessive toil. Rest and recreation are also necessary to his physical life. He cannot live fully in mind without books and time to study them, without opportunity for travel and observation, or without intellectual companionship. To live fully in mind, he must have intellectual recreations, and must surround himself with all the objects of art and beauty he is capable of using and appreciating. To live fully in soul, man must have love, and love is denied expression by poverty. A man's highest happiness is found in the bestowal of benefits on those he loves. Love finds its most natural and spontaneous expression in giving. The man who has nothing to give cannot fill his place as husband or father, as a citizen or as a man. It is in the use of material things that a man finds full life for his body, develops his mind, and unfolds his soul. It is therefore of supreme importance to him that he should be rich. It is perfectly right that you should desire to be rich. If you are a normal man or woman, you cannot help doing so. It is perfectly right that you should give your best attention to the science of getting rich, for it is the noblest and most necessary of all studies. If you neglect this study, you are derelict in your duty to yourself, to God and humanity, for you can render to God and humanity no greater service than to make the most of yourself. Listen, listen, let me let me just go right here. I want you to write down whatever your notes were. It is perfectly right that you should desire to be rich. It is perfectly right that you desire to be rich. There's nothing wrong. We're going to start right there with the programming of it is okay for you to be rich. A lot of people have all these definitions of you know, well, what is rich? Is rich? Well, I don't have to have money to be rich because I want to intellectualize it. Once again, you're not balanced. You just want to get the mind. You want a whole bunch of intellectual companionship. I love talking to my man, Eric, about intellectual. Like me and him, we're intellectual companions. <laughs> we talk about things intellectually. But we also like to work on things where we can make money. He, uh, the, he uh, the brother was telling me, about something that he did with some money the other day, and I was like, bro, we got to switch switch that up. So you can put that back in your pocket to do something else with, so you can, you know, move the capital around in different ways. So just to want to live in this, my soul, ooh, you know, I just want to love people. I just want to love people. You know, I want to love people and, and, and be intellectual. That's it. But why are you denying the body? You can't have the best food that you can have when you're stressed out. You can't have the best meditation that you want to have when your stomach is rumbling. Being rich. Let's give a definition for rich, okay? The complete expression of all that a person can give forth through body, mind, and soul. 
when the body is living fully in every function, and the same is true of the mind and the soul, there is a rich person. Now, leaving out the money is dangerous because we've been programmed to be argumentative about money. I even have someone in the chat tonight who's saying money in itself is a limitation. See? Poor programming. Poor programming. He's already complaining about money. Just don't confuse money with capital. You know, what, intellectual capital? You just want to, the whole life is about development. All life is here to do what? Seeking development. So why in the world would I want to always do things that they did 50,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago or 200 years ago when we're always advancing? Growth is the purpose in life, not to return to some ancient scenario. That ancient scenario shifted because times change and nothing lasts forever. So everything, the quality of life even changes. Some people before, when you, if you were making $100,000 a year, that was like the equivalent to millions now. Now $100,000 a year with five children in the household or let's say it's a, it's a family of seven with five children, $100,000 a year is not enough. So what do you think half is? $50,000 a year with seven with a family of seven. That's not enough. But maybe in the 1920s it was to be rich. The use of material things that a person finds full life in one's body develops the mind and unfolds the soul. More programming where people come back and they say, well, Money is a mere medium of exchange. They put the word mere as in to demean money. That's like looking at a person and saying, you know, you are just a mere combination of uh, salt and water and electrons and atoms. You know, you're just mere. There's nothing special about you. When you program your subconscious that way, money runs from you. Money doesn't want to come around you. Money is an energy. And money is a feminine energy. And most people who don't have money don't know how to treat women. Yes, they don't. Because money is like a sophisticated woman. If you don't know how to treat her, she will leave you. She won't even come around you. Right. And that's one of the number one keys in reprogramming your subconscious is to be a great receiver. Most people who talk about money use the word mere or money is a form of exchange or money is a, a, a limitation. They are expressing their programming. How many of you have done that to yourself and it just express your program? Come on, press one. I'm going to call some people out. I want to, I want to talk to some people. Who's, who's who's done that before? Let me, let me let me let me open up Eric's line. Eric, you come on the line. Oh, come on. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was the question again? I was putting some clothes in the laundry. Have, <clears throat> have you ever have you ever done that before, where you demean money? 
or you made up an excuse why you don't have a lot of money? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of coming out of that phase right now. And uh, I also want to say, you know, I I never realized, you know, I've heard you say, you know, money is like a sophisticated woman. You know, if you don't know how to treat her, she'll leave you. And uh, I've been coming to terms with that fact recently, being that I am incredibly very single right now. (laughs) <laughs> and also on the more uh, lacking side when it comes to my money, how those two things are related um, and just how much it's related to really just being able to build solid relationships in general and being able to stay in them. Um, so for me, I'm trying to get away from even saying, even if I don't have it in my pocket, being able to, to come up with a better way to express like, okay, well, I can't do this right now instead of just saying I don't have the money for it or saying I choose not to do this right now. Um, it's something that I'm working on definitely for myself uh, as I'm coming out of this phase. See, money wants you to be honest, just like a woman. Just Let's, let's go all the way there. Sometimes, especially right now, like women will say, you should have just told me because you don't know how I would have reacted. We assume so many things about women or about money, and we weren't honest with them. And you know what happens when you are not honest with a woman. She starts tripping. That's what we call it. She's tripping. Right. Your money is tripping, too. When you make up these excuses, I don't need much money. Well, I choose not to have this or yada, yada, yada. We bullshitting ourselves. That's why I say we're supposed to be rich right now, but we're not because we are feeding the conscious. The conscious mind is eating bullshit and then giving it to the subconscious mind and saying, look, this is what I want you to accept. And then we're reinforcing it by going to teachers who also reinforce that or who teach that. You see what I'm saying? They, yeah. We, we, we go in because misery loves company. I look at this like between going to events that cost $20 and going to events that cost $250. It's a totally different caliber of people in these two events. They think differently. They think totally differently. Well, well, I should, uh, I can't afford it. You can afford anything that you put your mind to it, but when you say, I can't afford it, already the process is that's one of your excuses to not being wealthy, to not having money come chase after you. Money is always chasing you if you will let it. It's, money's running somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that term, money runs through my fingers. <laughs> it's running somewhere, but is it running back to your fingers? Like it ran through your fingers, is it coming back? I don't mind money running through my fingers because money loves me. I love what money does for me. A lot of people get it confused and say, Kaya, you love money. No, I love what money does for me. I love God. I love how God brings it to me. And a lot of people, they find, they try to throw God under the bus too, Eric, and say, I'm programmed to think that God doesn't want me to have a lot of money. Where did that come from, D? Uh, From Christian moral dogma. Or does that include the uh, Illuminati YouTube videoers? (laughs) Well... Yeah. Come on, man. Come, come, come on, come on, man. We in church. Come on, I would speak. Say, tell, tell the truth. 
Well, what it is, um, hmm, this is a good question. I'd say that a lot of people right now, especially people my age in the younger generation, we have an automatic association that money is evil. Um, And if you break away from the normal popular culture paradigm, you are immediately met with another paradigm full of conspiracies where they would have you believe that the richest people in the world are all having crazy sex orgies and worshiping the devil, basically, Um, when there probably are some of them that are doing that, but it's not as simple as that. And just because they are rich doesn't mean that you have to throw all of the everything else that they say comes with it on top of it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean like all black people eat watermelon and chicken? (laughs) Some people say all black people eat watermelon and fried chicken. So it's so it's all. So how many black people do you know that can't dance, can't sing, can't jump, can't can't play basketball? You know. Right. Yeah. How many how many black people that you know that the Ku Klux Klan said you know black people are niggers and they're ignorant and here you and now we have Ben Carson even though you know he he made a flaw in his political statements he still is separating, successfully separating Siamese twins. How much intelligence does that take? And he's the black man doing that. You understand? Right. What yeah. about uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey? How dumb, how dumb is she as a billionaire? And not to lose it, but to increase on her fortune. So right. that's a part of the programming that we have to challenge, release, and replace. Everybody write that down. Challenge, release, and replace. Challenge, release, and replace. All right? That is that is like key. Call in number 607-203-5303. You're on the line with Coach Kyrie, man. If you want to call in, just press 1. If you're in the chat room and you're just talking all that talk, listen. Fall back. Call in. Let your voice be heard. Call in and press one. We want to hear it. Okay? Um, I got a couple of comments. Um, any man, woman can can get rich, fully desire of mind, body, and soul, and failure is impossible. Right. Anytime you apply the techniques and you stick to it, failure is impossible because we create our own failures. We do, and sometimes we look forward to failures so we can, uh, how would I say it, we kind of create scenarios in which we, if we succeed, then somebody's going to look at us strange, but we can satisfy people by failing because we know that person's going to say, I told you so. Why do we... Why do? Why would I want to give someone the satisfaction of an "I told you so"? I want to be. I want to have the power of the "I told you so." All right. I want to have the power of the "I told you so." Society is so organized that people must have money in order to become possessor of things. You can't develop spiritually without certain things. You can't develop physically without certain things. So you need money to get them. 
So when people say, oh, well, you need capital, or I need love. Listen, man, you need love. You need to know how to use capital. But you also need to understand how to leverage your debt. Most rich people understand how to leverage their debt. You understand? But the main thing that rich people understand is controlling their thoughts. Controlling their thoughts. They believe that they have a right to be rich. So when I see people commenting and saying, and I don't know what, whether it's throwing shade or whatever, it's a part of their subconscious, but it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with me because I choose to have a lot of discernment and discretion about accepting that. I don't argue with them anymore. I leave them just like I found them. Remember your mother said put things back the way you found it? Well, I leave things the way I found them. So when I see a person who's suffering at the wall of suffering, I just leave them there because it's a choice. Buddha, they, Buddha is supposedly quoted as saying, desire leads to suffering. And a lot of people bought that, but that's not true. That's a lie. It's unfulfilled desires lead to suffering. Unfulfilled desires is what really leads to suffering. Why? Because all life is about development on every front. Sexually, mentally, spiritually, every way you want to develop, you want to grow. That's why you always hear me saying growth is the purpose, everything else is the result. Success is becoming what you want to be. You can become what you want to be only by making use of things and you can have the free use of things only as you become rich enough to buy them. See, that really pains people because then they look at their bank account and say, well, I don't have the money to buy it. Well, change your mind and create energies, systems, and consistencies where you will never say, I can't buy that. I'm not buying it today. I'll be back to buy it soon. I'll be back to buy it as soon as I get the money. Because the universe has to move on your intentions. But this is why the imbalance. This show really makes some people uncomfortable because they want to intellectualize things, especially when they talk about consciousness and they say, I'm conscious, but they don't have money. Or they have money problems. They have more money problems than they do um, <laughs> uh, evolution. And they don't want to consider evolution, money as a part of their evolution, because they think it's something dirty with money. Something dirty with money. Have you ever thought that? Somebody ever uh, mentioned to you and said money is dirty? Come on, I want somebody to call in and press 1, give me some feedback. I want to ask you all a couple questions. I'm going to share some of my answers. In this uh, workbook that we're using this month, let me talk about this, <clears throat> why I did the show tonight. Taurus is the money sign of the zodiac. Mercury retrograde is happening in the sign of Taurus right now. Taurus represents personal finances. It also represents your own personal value. Mercury is your thoughts, your words, your expressions. 
So a retrograde appears to move backwards. So it's meaning the RE words, review, reorganize, restructure, remember, reevaluate. Everything that starts with RE right now, refund, is what a retrograde, all five of them, there's five planets in retrograde right now. But in Taurus, the money sign, the sun and Mercury are both in the same sign right now. And the sun is amplifying everything that Mercury is doing. That's why some people, I had a friend at that camp, she said, Charlotte, she said, I know some people that's going through it because it's dealing with your money. And a lot of us now have to go back and reevaluate what your values are and what your systems are and where you, you're really being exposed right now. Your covers always are ripped off when a Mercury retrograde. So if you've been lying about finances or whatever, Mercury retrograde always uncovers and pulls the covers back off the lies. It does a lot of other things, too, people coming out of your past, resurfacing, things like that. But here's this time that it's not negative because if you capitalize and you say, you know what, let me go back and restructure my conscious mind, my conscious filters, so my subconscious mind will only have high thoughts about how much I value myself, what I'm worth. Then, when the retrograde is over, come out like a slingshot smelling like a rose. However, when you tend to hold on and squeeze really, really tight, and you don't want to let go right now and release what's the universe is saying, you don't really need this. You don't need to be thinking about poverty or giving poverty some type of uh, good qualities. Oh, you know, I'm humble, so, you know, my humility is what keeps me broke. Because if I get money, I can't be humble no more. How many rich people do you know? You really don't. You're looking at the media. If you knew some rich people, they are humble. I know a lot of humble rich people. Some people have their own definition of what humble is. Like, you shouldn't tell someone how much something costs because it'll make them feel bad. What about if I tell you how much it costs and it encourages you to get it because you saw I got it? And you say, hey, coach, show me the system of how you got that. That's one of the reasons why I love moon magic. That's why I love my astrology course. That's why I love doing consultations with people because I say, hey, let's try to find, dig deep, do the deprogramming, and then come up with the new programming so you can have more success in your life on all fronts, especially financial. But when you hold on to those ideals like a grip, you're going to die with those nightmares in your fist. Do you want to die with nightmares in your fist? Don't do that. Let go of your nightmares. What would you do with $100,000 a month salary? Let's just stop for a second. Let's just think. Yeah, I'm challenging you. Let me, let me shock you right now with some sound effects.
$100,000 a month, what would you do? What would you do with that kind of money? Now, how do you feel even thinking about that? I'd like to... I'd like someone who's courageous enough to press one and let me interview you. Let me ask you a couple questions right now. Who's courageous right now? Who wants to step up right now and say, you know, I want, I want you to ask me a couple questions. Let me see. Let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with who, who came on first. Let me see. Uh, Makaya, are you still on? I'm here. Are you open? Are you open for a few questions? I'll, I'll try. How did you feel when I asked you that question, when I said, what would you do with the $100,000 a month salary coming in? Uh, I felt really pretty confident in knowing what I would do. Did you have feelings of joy or did you have feelings of anxiety? <laughs> Somewhere in between or, you know, mixed emotions, like, you know, uh, not really anxiety, but just, you know, I think probably in the back of my head, well, that's not my current reality, and when is that going to be my reality, you know? But in your past, let's say in the past six months or 12 months, how much thought have you had or meditations have you had on what would I do with the $100,000 a month? None. Okay. So you mentally may not be prepared for that because you haven't put any thought to it, Correct. I mean, not that exact figure, you know, and I think that's probably part of the issue is, you know, we have to be very, we have to be more precise with the universe. I can't just say like, oh, rich, like, oh, money, lots of money, like what's lots of money, you know? So I think that figure of 100,000 is, it's good to be precise, you know? Or it, right, it needs to stop being so general. Now, what was the reason, why do you think was your personal reason that you've never used the number? that you just use more money? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Um, Probably a mix of not wanting to cap it, not want, you know, maybe like not wanting to dream too big, but not wanting to dream too small at the same time. Do you, now who's judging you about dreaming too small or too big? Um, Myself. I mean, you say that now, but you know, um, are you considering someone else? You know, what their what 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 size their dream may be. Hmm. I think that would be some subconscious programming, probably. That came from your conscious thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's why we're here to deprogram, so we can reprogram. Mm-hmm. That's the key. That's the key right there. Those It's those little ones. It's like you have on this $10,000 outfit and $5,000 shoes, but you have one free acorn in the right shoe. You can't, you can't have a good time in that outfit, can you? Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> so it's that specific that we have to get when it comes to stuff like this. So for you, I want you to start thinking about what that looks like. I want you to start putting pen to pad. Your homework is not right now. Yeah, later on, maybe in the show, I want you to tell me how much is for $1 million a year, how much do you need to make per month? That's Mm -hmm. your homework right now. I'm going to come back to you. 
come back to you in a few minutes. And you can cheat, use a calculator or whatever. I just want you to look at it. All right? Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Stay right there. Uh, caller from the 949. Your mic is wide open. Thanks for joining us. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Oh, hey, Coach. This is Aurora. I didn't know I was in the queue. Well, you hit one. You're in the queue now. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, hey there now. Hey there. <laughs> I love are it. You, are you just getting on the Are you just getting on the call? No. I've been on the call. Okay. Well, the question was what I asked, a blanket statement, what would you do with $100,000 a month salary income coming into you? And I really don't want to know what you would do with it. I want to know, how did you feel when I asked you to even consider that? What feelings came around you? Did you talk to me? What, were your, what was your, like, initial emotional reaction when I asked you to consider that? Oh, when I heard it, I said, well, $100,000 is really not a lot of money. I need more money than that uh, every mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. $1.2 million a year, that's not a lot of money? No, no, not at all. That money didn't that money didn't scare you or anything like that. You didn't feel any anxiety. No, I felt sad because I need more money than that. That that's really that doesn't shake a stick at everything that you really would like to do or do need to do to number one live out your purpose. Number two, live out some of your desires. You definitely I, need um, way more money than that per year. You need to make one point two million a month if that's what you really are talking about. You need you need that per month, not per year. So I, I I got two questions. Are you open to me asking you two questions right now? Sure. In the last six months to twelve months, how much time have you dedicated to thinking about a hundred thousand dollars or more per month? Every day. Every day. So now we're, Every day. Mm-hmm. we're looking at the uh the spectrum of people we have on the call where the, my sister earlier said she hasn't dedicated any time to it, and you're saying every day you're dedicating through your conscious mind and into your subconscious mind to take action through your body on producing and accepting as a mental reality that I need more than $100,000 a month coming into me. Is that correct? Definitely, yes. All right. And someone on someone is listening is going to listen to this recording and say, Aurora, why is that not enough money? Somebody right now is rationalizing, like, do you know what I could do with a hundred thousand? I know I could live my purpose. Something's wrong with her. She's greedy. What do you say to that person who's who's saying something wrong with you, or what in the world does she need more money than that? Aurora, why do you need more than a hundred thousand dollars a month to live your purpose? Oh, because I need buildings. I need real estate. I need to go and get um, multiple-unit buildings, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, commercially zoned where you have a, you rent apartments on top and then on the bottom you may have medical offices or some type of retail store. Uh, that costs a lot of money. And then also I need land because I need animals. I need, uh, I need chickens. I need cows. I need horses. You know, I need to be able to grow my own food and have my own water system 
all that costs money. I need to have the ability to come in and out of this country when, I, when you know, if anything goes down, I need to make sure I have my dual citizenship intact and I have to have my uh, properties wherever it is that I'm going. You know, you never know. You have to, I, I believe in being prepared. So you always have to have the dividends, you know, coming in. You have to have your investments. Your portfolio should be beautiful. You should be uh, doing small trades with gold, silver, platinum, you know, as well as real estate. And so that $100,000 that you're talking about, that's a, that's a good start. And you can do some small investments that will earn you money on a monthly basis that you can now reinvest. But I do believe that your goal should be that million mark for the month. And I don't, I don't believe that that's greedy. I think that's love. I think that's loving. Do you think your ancestors or the creator or the angels or your spiritual team will think less of you if you have that much money and your neighbor doesn't have that much money or your sister doesn't have that much money? Oh, no. They want me to have that money because when 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 I'm – capable, then I can help others. When I'm capable, then I can do more for other people. So, yes, they want me to have that money. They, they will never think less. They'll be cheering and, and having a party, a Mardi Gras, something. <laughs> how, how do you react? How do you react? This is my last question. I want to get to somebody else. How do you react when um, you are vibrating? Oh, what's, what's one of your practices that you can share with people for programming your subconscious mind for wealth that you don't easily be drawn back down to, I don't deserve it, or, Lord, I'm not worthy? What is, what is one of your easiest techniques that you use every day? that you think other people could uh, get some benefit out of? As I'm falling asleep, I tell myself what I'm receiving. So I'll say I am receiving $250,000 every week. I am receiving $250,000 every week. And then most of the time I'll find that I will have a dream or what we call a recording of me receiving this money and the things that I'm doing with the money and, you know, when I wake up, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. And the first thing I say is I'm so, you know, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, holy angels. Thank you to my ancestors for, you know, allowing me to receive, you know, this $250,000 every week. Um, and I also have conversations with, with miners, you know, these, these miners who mine gold and, and, and uh, gemstones, and I keep conversations with them. I, I look up where the market is each day. I read books about, you know, how to invest and things like that, and I teach people how to do the very same thing. So it's it's always on my mind. It's always at the forefront of my mind, and most of the conversations that I have with people are, you know, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how to make the proper investments to yield this type of money on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis, okay? So I would say that, you put it in your mind before, as you're falling asleep. You tell yourself that what, you, what you're receiving, whatever it is that you expect to receive, I am receiving that as you fall asleep. And when you wake up, you're, you're thanking. You're being grateful for that every day. So I think that's one of the easiest ways you can help yourself. 
I love that. Is this a second, are you a second generational thinker like this or a third generation? Did your parents or grandparents think the same way? Because somebody might be like, oh, well, she's been doing this her whole life, so it's easier for her than it is for me. Have you always thought like this coming up? Were you raised to think like this about money? I really was not raised to think like this about money. However, my father always had a business. And so I watched him uh, with these businesses and do his own thing. And we always had a beautiful home. And, he, you know, he, he thought he was a pimp, so he always had a beautiful car. And he always had women and all this stupidness. But the, the lessons that I learned was not that, okay, um, it's, it's hard. You have to go out there and work hard for money. What I learned was that you have to go out there and create money, whatever it is that you really desire to have. You, you have to be the, the creator of that. And um, because I'm 10 years younger than my brother and sister, I spent a lot of time alone in my room. And all of my Barbies and my Cabbage Patch kids had a business, and I homeschooled them. And I walked into that in my life. I ended up homeschooling my children and having uh, multiple businesses. So I, I would say to anyone who, you know, wasn't raised like that, it's never too late. And another thing that you said earlier about rich people being modest, you know, my father wore the same outfit every day. Nobody knew that, you know, he was a millionaire. To this day, you know, people are very surprised because, <laughs> because he, he doesn't buy clothes for himself. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't do anything like that. He, he just enjoys what money actually does, and because he grew up in a household with 14 brothers and sisters, he swore that he was never going to be poor. He always wanted a home where he had air conditioning and heat, and he always wanted food on the table. So one of his first businesses was a fish and chips uh, uh, restaurant in the South Bronx. So we always had fish, <laughs> had sweet potato pies and things like that. So I did have the privilege of watching how you go about creating the life that you truly want to live. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, said that you, uh, you said that you also teach this. I, you know, I'm always about networking. And can you give out your website? I want people to go over and, uh, you know, check you out because, I believe that my network is my net worth. So I'm yes. I I thank you so much for even taking the time out of your schedule to call in and you know, lend me in here tonight. But uh where are you so somebody could like look at your site and get inspired or maybe even, you know, look at that and say, I can do that. What's your uh website information? Oh, it's Aurora Day Consulting dot com. That's A U R O R A H D E Y consulting.com you can find Aurora Day on YouTube you can find Aurora Day on Facebook Aurora Day Consulting and you can also find Aurora Day on iTunes the Secure Entrepreneur Show on iTunes okay nice 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 I appreciate you so much don't hang up I want you to stay on the line but definitely I appreciate that information and I look forward to having you come on as maybe a guest on some of my future shows talking about money okay I, I, I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, all right, all right. I think, I think Eric put his hand back up. Eric, $100,000 a month. Are you nervous? Are you happy? 
What's your thoughts about $100,000 a month? Well, when I first heard it, uh, I had a mix of nervous and excitement. Um, I think that what I'm realizing about myself is uh, probably my current struggle is that I, I, I want to know how all the time. Like, I like formulas. I like playing. Um, but I think that when I start really considering what I want my financial future to be, uh, I get to this point where I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to get there? And um, I am at the point now where I locally don't have any most of my friends are broke. Uh, my family is never really we've not we've not done family business. Um, so when I look at this, like it's almost like I get excited, but then I'm like, well, I don't have any of the. I always feel like I don't have any of the tools, and so I'm like, well, fuck it, I'll just go back to a job and and to studying. You know what I'm saying? But I know that my potential is much greater than that. Um, so I'm actually glad to hear what you may have as far as a suggestion to kind of let go of that, that intellectual life that I'm doing. <laughs> the first thing is realizing that you want to be balanced. I go back to what quote-unquote conscious people say all the time. I want to be balanced. Well, if you want to be balanced, then quit. Um, realize that there's something else besides intellectualizing it. There's the spiritual aspect, and God is like the super parent. Don't be asking me how I'm going to get it done. When you were a little, little child and you went to your mama, she kissed it all of a sudden. It felt good like magic. See, a lot of people try to intellectualize magic. How does it work? And as soon as you do that, you defeat it. It's none of your business. We as humans are only using 5% of our conscious mind. Our unconscious mind 95% 95% is dealing with the rest of the universe, not just, you know, the local galaxy of Pluto, Mars, stuff like that, the Milky Way. I'm talking about the rest of the universe, all the nebulas, you know, all the star systems that we can't see, new and old. If we relax, we can get into that. That's where that little word faith comes in. Curious how we acquire wisdom. Over and over again, the same truth is thrust upon, thrust under our very noses. We encounter in an action. We are admonished of it. We read it in the written word. We suffer the experience. We gradually assent to the advice. We approve intellectually the written word, but nothing happens inside us. Then, one day, some trivial experience or word or encounter stops us short. A gleam of illumination penetrates the depths of our consciousness. We see. Usually it is but a glimpse, but on rare occasions a brilliant flash reveals truth fully formed, and we marvel that this understanding has escaped us so long. How many times have you had a dream that was just amazing, and then you got back on this side of consciousness and couldn't remember the whole thing? All you can remember was, oh, my God. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah, it happened last night. Right. So don't worry about remembering the whole dream. Remember that you have the capacity to dream big like that and accept that. 
Like they say in some of the spy movies, you outside of your pay grade. Who cares? All I want is the results. People have to go back to, I love, uh, I don't know what the name of the book is. I think it's Simple Kabbalah or Understanding the Kabbalah or Beginning, beginning Kabbalah. Human beings were created originally to only receive. We were put here to only receive. Only. Then we got this crazy-ass idea that we wanted to be like God. It was like, God, we want to help you. God was like, I don't need no help. I wouldn't be God if I needed some help from you. I don't need your help. I just need you to receive. I made me to give, and I made you to receive. Then we say, oh, we want to be like you. But come God comes responsibility. I don't even know if I even want to keep saying I'm God. I'm a receiver. (laughs) There's so much responsibility on being God, but there's less responsibility on being a receiver. I want to be an excellent receiver. What about you, E? I think that sounds like a good idea. Do you want to be a top? top-notch figure-it-outer or do you want to be a top-notch receiver? I would rather be a top-notch receiver. It's a lot easier. That's for certain. And could you figure it out better after you had it than trying to worry about where it came from? Yeah, that's for sure. Because then, I, think- I mean, I would rather, I would rather just have it and be able to work with it instead of having to spend my time figuring out how I'm going to get to it to be able to work to it, you know? Now, here we go. This is the good part. This is where you have to start programming your mind with what am I going to do with it when I get it. Mm-hmm. Don't visualize winning the lottery. Visualize spending the lottery money. I'm always thinking about what I'm going to do when I win the lottery. What am I going to do with this money? I'm never thinking about how I'm going to win or which one or how much is it. Only what am I going to do? I already think like a millionaire working on a billionaire. That's what I do. I never consider like how. I think that uh, what you're saying is definitely powerful. And it reminds me of uh, kind of the whole creative musician process as well. It's like, when you're putting a creative expression together, you can focus, like for if you're writing a song, I could focus on the notes that I'm playing and what order I'm playing them in and the chords and all. Or I could just put myself in the mentality like this is a song that's going to sound good and then kind of reverse engineer it from there, you know? I do know. I do know. So you want to... Do you want to plan now for millions before you get it, or you want to wait till you get it and then plan? I mean, it's not a plan if I'm having to do it. That's I'm, I'm going by the seat of my pants. If I get the millions and then I'm like, now I have to put a plan together, you know? And then you fall into that a fool and his money will soon party. Right. Here's a, here's a new one. A fool and money never get together in the first place. It's always going to be a temporary <laughs> relationship. Because if you are... If you, if you are denying what God made you, if you're denying your subconscious, if you're denying, like, people don't realize these three things about themselves. These, just these three things to, to develop. 
just these just these mere three things, I want to develop my love capacity. To live fully in soul, an individual must have love. And the expression of love is often frustrated by poverty. Can I get an amen or tell me to shut the hell up? Which one are you going to do? Can you help me out? Oh, that's a that's an amen. <laughs> I'm shouting hallelujah. <clears throat> so people always sit there talking about I love, I love, I love, but then you have poverty and you sitting up in there trying to love on a budget. And then trying to sell where it really doesn't matter. You know, they should just look at my intention. You should be intending to get more money there so you can have bigger presence and it don't even hurt. It don't where it doesn't hurt. We look at, oh, they spent a half a million dollars on the engagement ring. Oh, my God, you know what I could do with a half a million dollars? You know what I think? I think I'm like, man, that feels good to spend a half a million dollars on the engagement ring, and it don't even hurt. Right. It didn't even it didn't even hurt. It didn't even hurt. Just imagine how much money I do have. I love riding down the interstate on in Atlanta looking at these tall buildings with all this glass and say, man, what was the budget for the glass in this building? What was the budget for the wiring in this building? What was the budget for the plumbing in this building? I'm talking about at least 15, 20 stories or better. Mm-hmm. Even if even if you do a five-story building, what was the budget? And then you think about the architect. See, in sub in, in reprogramming your subcon and programming your subconscious mind to accept wealth, you have to put yourself in the mind of the architect not the worker. Everybody, please write that down. I will make myself the architect, not the contractor. It's okay to aim for riches. It's perfectly right that you should desire to be rich. If you are a normal man or woman, you cannot help doing so. You see that? It says it's uncommon for somebody to not want to have more. Something's wrong with that person. I think they should go straight into a straitjacket myself. That's just, you know, I'm excessive at times, but I'm sorry. Why are you not wanting to express life? Like when I look at when I look at my man Prince, it says, we see that this is on page 13, line, line 55, 56, 57. We see that real life means a complete expression of all that a person can give forth through body, mind, and soul. Now, we just, we just lost Prince. But while Prince was here, did he express everything that he could through body, mind, and soul, in your opinion? I would say so. So we consider Prince to be rich. I'm sorry, what was that? Would you consider Prince to be rich? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's... Watching any of his interviews, he's clearly spiritually rich. I mean, obviously he's a legendary artist, so he's financially rich. Yeah, I would I would think that he has a very rich lifestyle. But did it come so from his mind? Put him. No, go ahead. So much so that he could work. No, he was so much so that he could he could put himself in his own prince land and know that like he has his his bubble where he controls what he does and when he does it. You know. <laughs> now, when did he make up his mind that he was going to have that? Was it last year, three or four years ago, or was it when he was seventeen years old? 
Yeah, it was back in the, the revolution days, I would think. He came so, in with that decision into the industry. Exactly. And he started employing a system. That's the other piece I want to lead to. That's why in Moon Magic this month, this is all we're doing is going through this manual. So everybody in Moon Magic is getting the manual. They're going to take it to Kinko's, take it to wherever, print it out, front and back, bind it, coil binding, put a clear cover on it, and then read a chapter a day. It's 17 chapters. So we got 26 more days to cover 17 chapters. I'm talking about, and I'm doing a conference call every week, maybe two. I want to hear three or four chapters discussed every week. I want to hear what people's answers are. We having a call this Thursday. So for those of you who are already in Moon Magic or you uh, used to be in Moon Magic, you've never seen anything like this before. Normally I let people come up with their own goals, don't I, Eric? Yeah. Not this month. This month, everybody's going to get their mind lined up and use this Mercury retrograde to our advantage. We're going to review and reprogram our minds to that of ones that is a rich thinking mind, period. Because a lot of the problems that people come, the goals that people set are because they don't have enough money. They don't have enough money because they don't think about riches. They don't know how money works. They don't know how to appreciate this sophisticated woman. Mm. So we're about to make that a thing of the past. All we're going yeah, I'm because, all the way down. Because here's the thing. It's important that we embrace that and invest in it so all the laws of the universe will come and give us a return on our investment. Because if we don't invest 28 days out of our life thinking about money and how to be rich and reprogramming our subconscious, when else are we going to do it? Like what other program is saying, yo, we're going to invest 28 days in changing how I think about money and riches and wealth. Full deprogram, full reprogram, all the tools I have, I'm just dumping them out. Just dumping them. Dump, 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 dump. And you know my toolbox. It's extensive. But we're going to get concentrated and get focused on applying a system. That's why we're using moon magic along with the money. Money and magic, money and magic. Everybody always talks about how people are doing these money rituals. But your mind's not in the game for the money ritual. But you're claiming that it is. I'm calling everybody's bluff this month. Everybody. I'm claiming, I'm calling everybody's bluff. Get in the game and let's make something happen. Change what your thinking is. Where do you think you'll be 28 days from now if you digest and totally dedicate yourself to deprogramming and then reprogramming your mind around money? Under the sign of Taurus, which is money and value. And it's not just money, okay? Sure, uh, it's fiat currency. I know all that. 
sure there's it, there, there's no backing of it with the gold standard. But guess what money is? Money is backed by what by what people think. People, their belief in money is what backs it. Even if you don't have a lot, you still cherish the little bit that you have. But you have a limitation due to some prior programming around money. I don't know how I'm going to afford it. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what you need to do? Switch. You need to decide right now that I'm about to do something radical. It's not risky. It's radical. A lot of y'all come and say, oh, well, I don't want to take a risk when it comes to money. It's not even, it's calculated maybe, but I think it's just doing something radical. And join in on a team where you can get individual attention where there's no distractions. Like for me, I, I have so much interaction with my team members that you don't have time to get distracted. That's the one thing I love about a coaching system or, or a program where it's already laid out. Every three and a half days, you're going to get another video. Every three and a half days, you're going to get another email that tells you where we are at, what phase we should be in. And then once a week, we're going to be doing conference calls, maybe twice a week, to talk and, like, really go in. I want to share some of my answers. This is like what we're going to be going over. This is the questions in at the end of Chapter 1. So those of you in Moon Magic, if you listen to the replay of your own live, this is on page 15. So if you don't print it out, that's okay. Um, but write these answers down in your notebook. Now, a lot of you know that I send out a lot of free stuff. If anybody's been on here, I've given away. You, you can go on my website right now on Coach Kair, and there's something that says, uh, here's, here's, your, here's that $100 I promised you. You can click on that. You can download um, Kevin Trudeau's Your Wish is Your Command for free. He charged $10,000 for that course. It's 17 CDs. You go on the internet, you go on the, you go on eBay right now. The cheapest you'll find is probably seventy-five dollars or a hundred dollars, something like that. I'm giving that away for free. People download it every day. I've sent how many people? How many of you listening have dollars want me? I've sent dollars want me to people for free. I've sent downside of nutrition to people to PDF for free. I've sent different meditations to people for free. This workbook. Not sending it to anybody for free, because that's disrespecting those who have invested in their transformation, in their radical transformation. And rich people don't do that; they do charity. They don't do free. I've been doing too much free. I'll do some charity, but I can't do any more free. Are you doing too much free in your life? Are you? Think about where you are. What is your subconscious? Are you are you giving away? Is is that your form of ma money management? Is this giving away until you're broke and think that that's the way to get into heaven? Nah. The first question says, explain how the right to life includes the right to be rich. I am supposed to live to my highest potential fully, my body and soul. I need things to help me do that development. 
free and unrestricted use of all things that may be necessary for my growth? That's my answer. Number two, it says, is it right to be content with poverty? If not, why not? I wrote down, no, it is not right to be content with poverty. I cannot live fully in poverty. All my desires cannot be expressed, and all my functions cannot perform to their fullest potential. I will suffer in poverty because I will have desires that can't be met, and they will mentally drag me, spiritually will drag me. I know... Why am I want to spend all that time trying to not thinking about something when I could think about it and focus on it for a month and create such a dynamic system that it's on autopilot? And then I can operate from this new drivetrain I'm calling this new this, this this new transmission. I'm putting a whole new motor in my subconscious mind. That's what I'm doing. And then for the next six months. Just imagine, like, that's what I've been asking myself, Kair, where will you be in six months if you do this for 28 days and then apply it for the next five months? Where will you be at in November when Scorpio comes around? Woo-hoo, boy. Me, oh, my. The third question was explain what a complete life is and why riches are essential to complete living. Most people spend a lot of time trying to explain why riches aren't necessary for complete living. And when I looked at this sentence, it was a challenge at first. Explain what a complete life is and why riches are essential to complete living. A complete life is the full development of one's mind, body, and soul. Like, I want that. I want all of my faculties to be developed. I want to die empty. I want to leave it all on the floor. It is natural to become all that I am capable of becoming. (laughs) It is natural for me to become all that I am capable of becoming. It's unnatural for me to try to stop myself from becoming all that I... And I'm talking about through drinking, smoking, all the decisions that I make in my life. Some decisions that we make in our life keep us from developing fully, and we use that as an excuse. Get off your ass and stop freaking around. That's what my daddy is telling me right now in my ear. His spirit, that's what I'm getting. That's a download. Stop freaking around, boy. You got the tools, use them. You got access to the tools, jump on it. What is your spirit guide telling you right now? And then it asks me, it says, after reading this chapter and seriously thinking about its content, Write down in your own words how you have always felt about money and how you now feel about money. This exercise will assist you in altering your paradigm with the respect to money. Do you have anything in your library right now, anything that you can study for 28 days that will shift your paradigm around wealth, money, and prosperity? And if you have it, are you using it fully? This month, I'll be using all of mine fully. This one, I'm going to be laser focused. I'm going to get off this call tonight, give me something sweet, and go back into Chapter 2. And not going to move until I finish answering the questions at the end of the chapter. Might go into Chapter 3. Then, oh, I got another bonus. Thank you all. 
Uh, hello at Coach Kyer. Hello at CoachKyer.com. That's the email address. If you got two pages of notes, take a picture of it, email it to me. You got a free 20-minute session with Coach. That's right. And my birthday is on May 17th. I'm raising my prices after that. Right. Half an hour right now, 75 bucks. I think I'm going to go half an hour is $100. I should be doing 500 I know a lot of people give away a lot less for a lot more. So if you took notes today, I want to go over your notes with you. Hello at CoachKyer.com. Send me an email. Just lay your pages down. Make sure I see that circle at the beginning with the conscious and the subconscious mind and send me that email. You got 20 minutes on coach. Anything you want to talk about, relationships, money, spirituality, that's going to be money. We're going to do the deprogramming. No, it ain't going to be just anything. You want to talk to me about money, talk to me about your notes and what you can do, how to make this happen, send me the email. Uh, prosperity Mixtape. CoachKyer.com, put your email address and your name in, more charity, free prosperity mixtape, more of Reverend Ike. Um, what else I got? Call in number 607-203-5303. I want to hear some feedback from some people who haven't, uh, who haven't chimed in yet. I want to know if this call was helpful for you. What have you learned? Also, Every member of the uh, Moon Magic 28 this month will be using the Magical Cash Book. All right? Now, even if you don't join, you can go get that book from Amazon. The Magical Cash Book. And Magical is M-A-G-I-C-K-A-L. The Magical Cash Book. That book plus... Science of getting rich, oh my God, like, fantastic, baby. That's all I can say is fantastic. The Magical Cash Book shows you how to create a book of shadows for money. Anybody that's really into witchcraft, they you know about a book of shadows. Well, you could just type in book of shadows on Google and uh, see what you know, different definitions that they give you. But a book of shadows is like where you keep your spell work at. It's almost like a diary for witches. But the magical cash book shows you how to create your own book of shadows for money. Is it right to use magic to have more money in your life? Absolutely. The sinister's doing it. Why can't you do it? Come on, somebody press one. I want to hear some comments or some feedback from uh, someone this evening who has not I want to thank everybody, too, who's coming on, uh, 718-302-414-240-813-646-803-201-330. I see a 910. Is that Fayetteville? 702. Looks like Las Vegas. Thank you so much for being on the call. I definitely want, uh, would love to hear some of your Feedback. Oh, Omi Funke, happy birthday. Magical Cash Book by Damon Brand. $6.06. Six. 
67 cent, I think. And if you have Prime, they give you the ebook for free. So you get a hard copy and you get the ebook. Yeah. Homie Funke, you need that in your life. If you haven't, these money woes, I think that this is the formula. Like, there's no accident that you listen to this call tonight. What's the chances? Like Jay-Z said, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're right here with me. Listening all the way to the end, too. I think that the next step, go over to moonmagic28.info. Sign up for one month at the minimum. You need to subscribe, though, because it's going to take you a month to ingest it, and then it's going to take you another few months to apply it to every area of your life. It's my goal this month. I'm so happy and grateful that I am living and walking in the science of getting rich. It feels so wonderful to be such an amazing money magnet. Now, there is a deadline. You can't sign up next week. I'm sorry. Moon Magic is a system. You have to be in by the 3rd. On the 4th, the gates are closed. You have to wait until June. You have to wait until it's either May 31st or something like that. That's when we open back up for the next cycle. Moon magic works around the eight cycles of the moon. Right now we are in the first cycle. Write these cycles down. Planning, planting, clearing, gathering, seeing, S-E-E-I-N-G, Leading, like leading a horse to water, doing, and then using or celebrating. Those are eight phases. Planning, P-L-A-N-N. This is where we develop our plan. That's why we're having this call during the planning phase, open for the public, for anyone. Then next phase, we go to the planting phase, which starts on the fourth. But you got to be in it to win it. And just be sitting on the sideline, not with this one. you got to be in it to win it. Invest in yourself. See what happens. Some amazing things are about to break over. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Then there's a big ritual coming up. Friday, 6th. New moon in Taurus. Biggest financial money, wishing, magical, prosperity moon of the year. Yeah. So many things where I see uh, the misappropriations of energies. Doing a ritual on the new moon that should be done on the full moon, and a ritual on the full moon that should be done on the new moon. Moon magic makes sure you get it right. You're doing the right thing at the right time and you're the right person, and you have the right intent. That's a guarantee. Ironclad. And you're going to have at least a 500% return on your investment from what you came in. Like, to shift your paradigm to no longer honoring poverty, 
to moving into wealth consciousness, how much is that worth to you? Is it worth $10,000 a month? Is it worth $100,000 a month? Let me see who I got on the line. Call her from the 201. I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you so much for being a part of the please. Hi, Coach Cayenne. How are you? Oh, I'm blessed by the best and too sexy to be uh, too sexy to be stressed. Who's this? My name is Adasa. Adasa. Hadasa. Hadasa. How are you? I'm okay. I'm great. I actually um, came on. I guess halfway through the show, I was listening. Um, I think I I actually called in when you was asking a question about what would you do with a hundred thousand dollars a month, and. Oh. It it hit me at that moment that, wow, you know, because of having experienced lack, that for someone to just readily answer that question, it, it, it as simple as it sounds, it was a challenge at first. And it took me a while to realize that, you're right, there is a reconditioning that needs to take place because I would assume that everybody should would have something in line if they had $100,000 a month. So it, it was a it was a wake up call because I was like wow because really a hundred thousand dollars a month if you look at it, especially over the course of a year that's not really a lot of money. Yep, yep. Especially Speak on. When, you think, when you when you speak in terms of um, hyperinflation and, and 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 I'm talking about someone who's just trying to live debt free. And not living an extravagant life is not a lot of money when you really think about it because these sort of reserve notes aren't worth anything. Stop saying that. Here we go again. There was, there's a problem right there. Look, Why? Look at, your, look at your conscious mind disrespecting money. That's the same thing as saying you aren't worth anything because you're a straw man and somebody has a UCC1 on you and they own your birth certificate, so you really aren't much value either. Would you like somebody talking to you like that? No, no, no. But I'm so, saying so. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Federal Reserve. No, listen. Federal. When you change how you treat Federal Reserve notes, they will change how they treat you. You disrespected the Federal Reserve note, saying that they were worthless, so they have no need to come and serve you. But people who have millions of Federal Reserve notes. That's okay. why I asked you, $100,000 a month is 100,000 Federal Reserve notes. What would you do? What People who have $100,000 100, Federal Reserve notes right now have more power than you do to make a difference. They can make their difference and impact be felt. So why would you disrespect Federal Reserve notes and you need them? I know that, and you know that. I'm thinking in the line of I would really want to be able to take that same money as those people who have it and invest the same way like they do. I would want to invest in the precious metals. I would want to have something that's tangible. That so why, that's, did you um, slip? why did you slip and disrespect the Federal Reserve note? Why did your subconscious mind disrespect the Federal Reserve note like that? And, 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 well, and well, and make it powerful. That's what I want you to realize. Okay. It, okay be a I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying in, in hindsight. But what I'm saying is 
regardless of what, when we look at it in terms of its worth compared to other currency, it's not as valuable as it once was. Let me just restate that then. That you, you're splitting so, hairs going to the, you're splitting hairs getting into the technical. It really doesn't matter. Okay. It really doesn't. It matters that but, I have the but power. I'm like the, listen, it's about I'm I have the power. I have the power okay. to bring this to me. That's the power in it. Do you have a hundred thousand Federal Reserve um, notes no, coming in per, per month now? No. no, I do not. Would you feel more powerful if it happened? Absolutely. So then you and can't disrespect power. It's not a matter of trying power. to disrespect it. I was thinking when you made when you posed the question. I was thinking, well, what would be the best thing to do? Hold on, hold on, do? hold on, hold on one second. We've got 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, you, uh, everybody's got to call in and listen on the computer, 607-203-5303, 607-203-5303. Everybody who's on the line, we'll go to the after party. If you are in the chat room, please dial in, 607-203-5303 to catch the after party. It's warming up over here. 607-203-5303, because if you're listening on the computer in the chat, you will be cut off in 10 seconds. Please call in 607-203-5303. Adasa, you have the floor. Please continue. Yeah. I was thinking in line. Like I said, I, I missed the first half of the show. I, or I'm not really sure how much I missed. I actually need to go back and listen. But I was thinking just to answer that question, like, really, like, what would I do? And from where I stand today, I would honestly know that I would have to try to find some type of investment growth-orientated instrument because too many too many times you hear people coming into money and then the next time they're Oh, 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 here we go again, freeze, cancel, cancel, cancel. We don't talk okay. about failures. See, don't talk to okay. me about too many failures. I don't allow okay. that on my energy frequency. We don't talk about that right there. I say that even if you don't know how to invest it, but you have the power to pull in a hundred thousand, then why don't okay. you say, you know what, I'm gonna double my power and pull in two hundred thousand? Because it's better for me to have it and not need it right now, or not know exactly okay. where to go with it, than to mm-hmm. know what I need and not have it. So if you got the power. Don't worry about that. The universe, the universal intelligence will come and say, hey, here's an opportunity. But when opportunities come to you and you can't uh, live out those desires, that's where suffering Mm -hmm. comes from. Suffering doesn't come from desires. Suffering comes from unfulfilled desires. And when we mention those who are suffering, never mention those who are suffering. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to. There's no sacred text that says, let's tell stories of those who messed up. We haven't had a story. Since you've been on the call, there has not been a story about somebody jammed up. And we don't do that. I call that a a low-energy, suffering, lower-chakra conversation. All we do up here is throat, third eye, and crown. Okay. That's That's what rich people and millionaires do. And me holding someone accountable to that, to my vibration, 
then that person raises up. And mm-hmm. that's what men are supposed to do and say, hey, I'm going to dictate the righteous energy vibration of we're only going to speak about the type of outcome that we want to have, not okay. make this a, um, a, a, a show and tell of those who have lost much money. No, I got some stories for you. Here go a story. Uh, Colonel Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken didn't even start KFC until he was 68 years old. Uh, Warren Buffett, who is one of the top 10 billionaires in the world, who's giving away half his money, trying to give away half his money before he died, didn't make his first million until he was in his late 50s. The guy who is um, making all these comic book movies, X-Men and Captain America, his name is Stan Lee. He was in his 40s. He hadn't produced his first comic book yet. So as soon as you make up your mind that you can do it, it happens. The thing is stay healthy. Have healthy thoughts, healthy things you talk about, healthy things that you listen to, healthy things that you inhale, and healthy things that you, um, uh, and whatever the other thing, um, healthy things that you taste. Make sure that you're only bringing in healthy so you can produce these type of things when the dynamic explodes at any time. Be prepared when the trumpet sounds. You always hear the church talk about when the trumpet sounds and Jesus this and such and such. What about when the financial trumpet sounds and you're supposed to show up? If you've been practicing, this is what I ask everybody, how much time have you been putting into your life thinking about what you would do with $100,000 a month? In the last six months of your life, how much time have you dedicated to thinking about that scenario. To be honest, I haven't. But you could tell me a story of how so many people have failed who got money. See, look at that dynamic. Look at that dynamic. Right. Like I said, your question made me sit down and think about it. Because prior, prior to hearing the question, I I never really imagined that just you know just off the top of my head. I and and and, and you're right. It does come from a place of uh, lacking a, a lower vibration. And hold on, I mean hold that's on, the hold reason on, hold that's on. the reason why I pressed one because I wanted yes. to I wanted to, to learn the, more. Let me get you to the root. It comes from programming. Mm-hmm. Low okay. energy vibration comes from programming. This show is about high-energy programming. That's why I say okay. you've got to de- deprogram before you reprogram. Mm-hmm. De- and the thing is, I always go back to my Bible, Proverbs 3, 5, lean not on your own understanding. So many people are still failing because they want to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. They'll, listen, they'll listen to the radio show, but they won't reach out. they say, oh, I can just go get science and get rich by myself. I'm going to get the magical cash book, and then I'll do it. Come on, man. People are not concentrating on one thing for 28 days with no accountability partner. Because as soon as you go tell somebody to listen to a show for two and a half hours about Coach Kai, you're talking about programming the subconscious mind, they're going to be like, man, I ain't got time to listen to that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like Eric was talking about. I can tell you what your financial future is by looking at your five closest friends. If your five closest friends ain't on this call with you tonight, or if your five closest friends can't listen to this call, if you ask them to, 
then your financial situation in five years is going to be exactly where you're at right now. And that saddens everybody. My financial situation ain't going to be right where I'm at right now. Because I got my closest friends are my clients and my coaches. People who say, I want to be, I want to have dynamic wealth. Coach, tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. That's it. People who don't want to do what I tell them to do, I don't even associate with them. It's fine. I love you from afar. Mm. You go get tons of charity from my website, but you ain't going to get close to me. And that's what you need to do. You need to stop letting people who are not about optimizing their environment, don't let them get close to you. Don't let them come to you and become a... um, like a germaphobe, that joker don't want to touch nothing. Well, become that same way with people and their thoughts. Don't let people come around you who's sitting there gossiping the same way I um, interrupted you to redirect mm-hmm. you on a higher path. Mm-hmm. My other option that I do outside of interrupting people is I ignore them. I go, oh, you, you don't exist to me. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's all about your evolution. When you cross over, Mm-hmm. Your soul is going to be weighed by the celestial court, and they're going to ask you, Adasa, did you do everything that you possibly could to evolve your soul? And if you say, well, no, because, you know, if I would have done this, you know, or because, you know, I'm, I'm black, you know, and, you know, or, or, or I'm, you know, the white man did this, or because uh, I was in America and, and my parents didn't tell me, or, you know, um, Know, that night that I could have got it for a hundred dollars, I just I, I had to spend that money somewhere else, or so on and so forth. That's the same that they're gonna say back to earth again, and you're gonna come back down here and have to do another lifetime. See, this is this is bigger than just getting money, getting rich, Federal Reserve though. This is about your spiritual evolution because if you evolve in your meditations and your soul and your charity, but you don't develop fully as a full person, which includes finance, your ass will be back here again to do another life. Period. You have to complete all of the course to get off of this planet Earth. All of them. That's why so many things seem familiar. That's why you when you have a failure, you say, this feels, so, this feels so familiar to me because it ain't just this lifetime. It's what you've been doing. That's why they say what you, um, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. When we make excuses for one thing, we make excuses for everything. And we've been doing that for lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. People who have cancer this lifetime, this is not their first time having cancer. They've been getting cancer. But are you going to beat it this time? Because before, it came and killed you. So until you beat it, it's going to keep on coming back over and over and over and over again. People who file bankruptcy, this because they've done it lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. They haven't decided to get their finances straight. People who dropped out of college, they drop out of college every lifetime. They don't want to go back and finish. People who get divorced, they get divorced Every lifetime. People who get married, if they've married like 30, 40 years, guess what? Because they get married every lifetime. 
they've already successfully completed that. People are always saying, Oh, I want to be in this great relationship, but something just something I just can't I just can't do it. Because you ain't focusing on it. You're making up all the excuses. I'm talking about me personally in this right here. I'm forty five years old, single with no children. Guess what that means? That's what I do every lifetime. I'm tired of that little job. That bullshit. So my evolution is around relationships. I've already, that's why it's easy for me to do magic. It's easy for me to meditate. It's easy for me to comprehend spiritual sciences and metaphysical things and all that. But then when it comes to relationships, I have to do more work. I'm not coming back to this planet because I chose not to evolve the areas fully that I know were weak on my game. No, 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 no. So I am transparent. I share my story. I share my own evolutionary story because I'm made of the same substance that you are made of. That Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and and and, and Massa Musa and uh, Madam C.J. Walker. I'm made of the same thing they're made of, and you are too. And the same bullshit that you did or do, I did and I do. And the same change I can make is the same change they made and the same change you can make and anybody else that's listening. Some people say, oh, I ain't going to let Kyrie talk to me like that. And they always quit when somebody comes to them and gives them the facts in their face. Mm -hmm. I ain't even honored about whether somebody's hurting their feelings or not. I wish I would have had somebody uh, get in me in my particular quote-unquote feelings when I was in my 20s or in my teens or whatever. I know that my voice is being recorded, and it's going to be living as an archive and as a legacy, reverberating through the universe, that I gave my best. I'm not telling this because I just want a million people to be in Moon Magic 28. I don't care. We already started. We started Friday. We are already rolling. This is just me as a part of sharing my story, being accountable, and I'm excited about this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I realized that I used to be the one talking about, oh, look how they messed up. Oh, my God. I was just like, but how is that helping me? And then the master told me one day, he said that, he said, there's only one amount of money in the whole world. The least, the less money you have, the more money the sinister has to do evil. If you want to do good on this planet and do righteous, it's going to cost some fiat currency. Your ability to do righteousness on a big level is connected directly to the amounts of fiat currency that you control. Those people who told you that it's worthless are your enemies. They are enemies to your evolution. And they could look just like you. And somebody could call them an elder or somebody could call them a teacher. Or they could call themselves a master teacher. 20 years I listened to Phil Valentine and, and Bobby Hemmett and all of them. God bless them. 
but they were wrong, told me that the American dollar and the American uh, monetary system was going to fail. I've been listening to that since 1993. I studied directly up under Steve Copley. He used to come to North Carolina Anti-State University like twice a year. Had his phone number. I knew all about the Boulé, Illuminati, uh, Rothschilds, all of that. It's all bullshit. Because the dollar ain't failed. So when somebody tells me that, I say, you full of shit. Because I've been waiting. And I looked outside, and there ain't been no rioting at no banks since 1992. Really, it ain't been nowhere. Because the whole thing is slowly being moved to digital. Where they, they don't have to have a certain amount of currency. That's what they made the Bitcoin for. The Bitcoin is it's all type of stuff. You don't have to have precious metals. You just have to have fluidity in mind and body and soul to accept and leave that negativity alone. That negativity is chopping people's heads off. It's putting your head in a noose and jumping off the cliff thinking that's the answer. When I first got conscious, I started selling more drugs and saying, well, I better get as much cash as I can. But guess what? It is always cash I had to give the lawyer when I got another felony. It was always cash that I had to give to somebody to get out of jail. It was always cash. And now it's 2016 and it's still always cash. So when somebody comes up and tells me that it ain't worth nothing, they're a liar. They have no evidence to back it up because it still is accepted everywhere. Go try to pump some gas and drive off without paying for it. Go try to buy some tampons or pineapple juice or toilet paper. Or say, I don't want to give you, I'll turn my lights on, but I ain't going to give you no money because it don't mean nothing. Oh, that's low-level primitive thinking off of survival. I believe in God Almighty and that God Almighty got abundance all around his universe. Then if we run out of gold, God will make some more. That's the God I serve. Those people who do all that paranoia, I don't know what God they serve. They cannot be serving the same God I'm serving. They cannot be talking about the same ancestors I'm talking about. What am I saying? They bullshit. I ain't bullshitting no more. I used to bullshit right along with them. Didn't know I was bullshitting. Then I got called on my shit one day, and I had and I and I intellectualized all that bullshit that people were telling me, and I've been free ever since. I now I'm so creative, Whew. but it took me hmm, maybe two or three years to chip off that particular poverty-loving consciousness that I had. It was a sickness, worse than AIDS, worse than malaria, Ebola, worse than all of that. And it's what kills the community. Thinking that poverty is something grand. I can't, 5% of seaborne universal Allah, that's, that, that was my 5% attribute. Poor righteous teacher. I called myself that for like 10, 15 years. 
I'll never say that shit again, ever. I'm not with it. I know five percenters. Look at the Wu-Tang Clan. They all supposed to be five percenters, but they sold one album for $2 million. Why they do that? They're supposed to be poor. They steady getting money. See, people selling something that they're not walking themselves. Is any of this making any sense? Yes, it's making sense. That's why I'm listening. It's a little harsh for some people. Some people's like, ooh, their skin is crawling. Somebody pumping their fist in the air. Mm-mm. If you want salvation, get rich. Ain't no, ain't no salvation in finding excuses to stay poor. All of that stuff is an excuse. The Bentleys, they still making Bentleys. Bentleys ain't getting ready to go out of business. Forget Mercedes Benz's. Hondas ain't even getting ready to go out of business. None of these industries are going to fall because there's a demand for everything that we need. I don't care if gas prices go up to $6 a gallon. People are still going to get it. If we go up to $5,000 a pound, some, some marijuana is $5,000 a pound. They're still selling it, still buying it. Right. We've been fed a lot of false programming and a lot of lies. Let them go. Let them go. Try something new. Try the mind of the rich for a while. You have an opportunity in front of you right now to try something new. What can it hurt? I always tell people that be trying to debate me about Jesus. I said, man, can you just leave Jesus outside for two hours? Let's talk just scientifically for two hours. Jesus would be, you can just pick him up on the way out. Why don't you just leave poverty alone for a month and just deeply, deeply immerse yourself into the way rich people think? What's the worst thing that could happen to you? Talk to me, Hadassah. What could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen if you just thought like rich people for a whole month? Well, worst thing that could happen to me? <laughs> the question don't even make sense, do it? No, not at this point, no. Because <laughs> it don't. Because it's a crazy... What do you mean? They ain't no worse. You should be like, son, what do you mean worse? They can like rich people? No. Because here's the thing. You already got integrity. Mm-hmm. You already got honesty. What the hell if you had some money? What, if, what, what the hell would happen if you had the mind of a rich person? Because you don't have the mind of a rich person right now. You might have the heart of a lion, but you ain't got the mind of a rich person. You ain't got the subconscious of a rich person. Sure, you might can meditate better than that rich person. You might have more integrity than a rich person. But they are here jerking off with the money that you could be using for your righteous events. Whether it's an investment, whether it's building some houses. I'm the roarer. I need I need a I need a million a month. I need a million a month. For flow. I'm worth over a billion dollars in another dimension. 
did you know that you have another body that stays in that, that you exist simultaneously in different dimensions? What if you had another entity of yourself in another dimension that was worth fifty billion dollars? Did you know that every human being comes into this earth, brings in with them around $20 million worth of energy? $20 million every lifetime. So if you haven't tapped into your $20 million last lifetime, lifetime before that, lifetime before that, lifetime before that, or this lifetime, you're going to accrue around $100 million of financial power right now sitting here on May the 1st, 2016. And the only thing stopping you from tapping into it is you. That's heavy right there. Because even when I thought about this, I was like, damn, Kair. I told myself I was a hypocrite. I told myself I was a hypocrite. I said, you a hypocrite. I said, you study astrology. You know what your chart says. You ain't even living it. Me and Bill Gates got similarities in my astrological chart that Bill Gates has. And I ain't got a million dollars cash right now. I need a million cash. Because it's energy. I understand the ways of money. For those who are considering not joining Moon Magic and getting in this program, you just say, well, tell me a book I can go read. I hate that part, but I'll still give you what you want. Go get the Tao of Money, T-A-O, the Tao of Money, T-A-O. And the other one is uh, Dollars Want me. Three words. Dollars want me. See, when I change my subconscious to dollars want me, I don't want I don't want money, money wants me, my life changed around. Everything around me changed. And I realized that that inanimate object that you call the Federal Reserve note needs me just like a child. Because without me, it has no purpose. It has no structure. It has no direction. It needs me. And it put that one book, 55 pages, put me back in power. If I, if, if I was to do a three, four books just on money, it would be Dollars Want Me, The Dow of Money, Science of Getting Rich, Magical Cash Book. Game over. I don't need no. I don't need no old friends. Every I could. That's basically where I'm at now. I don't need none of my old old friends. I didn't come down to the planet to make friends. I didn't come down to the planet to keep friends. See, we forget we spiritual beings having a human experiment, not experience, but an experiment. We don't want to change the factors. We lazy. Got down here and got comfortable. Shh, not me. I'm done being comfortable. It's time for me to be radical. 
I want God to be impressed with me and my effort. I go back to the church on y'all. I want God to look at me and say, hmm, that's my son with whom I'm well pleased. When you go to bed at night, I had a white person tell me one time, he said, man, every white person that I know, when they go to bed, know that they did wrong by black people in their heart of hearts. So I said, well, damn, what do I know in my heart of hearts? If I was to put my accomplishments down and let God read it, would God be impressed? Knowing my potential and knowing what I can do. He knows what I can do and he knows what I know I can do. Or even what I think I could do. I don't think God would be impressed with me. So I can't rest good and because I ain't, I'm not going all the way in. And that thing of lack, oh, this is my last hundred dollars. This is my last seventy-five. Well, I only got three hundred dollars, and I'm on a fixed income. I have heard it all. I've heard it all, but I've heard it all from the lack side, and I've heard it all from somebody said, "Joe, I came to you with my last hundred. I got a friend. She says I had a hundred and twenty-five. I gave you a hundred. I was like, "What I'm gonna do with a hundred and twenty-five? I might as well invest it in him. At least he's gonna be with me for a month." Let me see. She was like, I didn't even have the money to pay you the next month. Now she's going on month number seven. She just went to Milan, Italy in April. She went to Milan, Italy. Five months ago, she had $125. Now she done took my system and got to Italy before me. All on Facebook. I did with the Eiffel Tower and just going around, just chilling, all in Paris. Oh no, I mean in Italy. My fault. She went to Italy. She didn't go to Paris. She was in Italy. I ain't never been to Italy, but she took my system. Her money grew, doubled, flipped, whatever it took, and she's still in a whole other place right now in her life. I got a client right now that's getting ready to do yoga in Ibiza. I didn't even know where Ibiza was at. Ibiza is where Paris Hilton goes to DJ. It's like the rich of the rich. She's going out there to do a yoga uh, retreat. She stays in the UK. She's flying to Ibiza to teach 12 to 15 people yoga and crystal elements and do a healing retreat. And then come back to the UK, and her business is still striving. She's still expanding and hiring and trying to get more space, but she's outgrowing the space that she's in. One step leads into another. There's another book, too, called uh, World's Greatest Salesman. World's Greatest Salesman, where he talks about, I will persist until I succeed. That's on my door. I will persist until I succeed. Let me read this if I can find it. I will persist until I succeed. Hmm. In the Orient, young bulls are tested for the fight arena in a certain manner. Each is brought to the ring and allowed to attack a picador who pricked them with a lance. 
The bravery of each bull is then rated with care according to the number of times he demonstrates his willingness to charge in spite of the sting of the blade. Henceforth will I recognize that each day I am tested by life in this like manner. If I persist, if I continue to try, if I continue to charge forward, I will proceed. I will succeed. I will persist until I succeed. I was not delivered into this world in defeat, nor does failure course in my veins. I am not a sheep waiting to be prodded by my shepherd. I am a lion, and I refuse to talk, to walk, to sleep with the sheep. I will hear not those who weep and complain, for their disease is contagious. Let them join the sheep. The slaughterhouse of failure is not my destiny. I will persist until I succeed. The prizes of life are at the end of each journey, not near the beginning. And it is not given to me to know how many steps are necessary in order to reach my goal. Failure I may still encounter at the thousandth step, yet success hides behind the next bend in the road. Never will I know how close it lies unless I turn the corner. Always will I take another step. If that is of no avail, I will take another and yet another. In truth, one step at a time is not too difficult. I will persist until I succeed. Henceforth, I will consider each day's effort as but one blow of my blade against a mighty oak. The first blow may cause not a tremor in the woods, nor the second, nor the third. Each blow of itself may be trifling and seem of no consequence. Yet from childish swipes, the oak will eventually tumble. So it will be with my efforts of today. I will be likened to the raindrop which washes away the mountain, the ant who devours the tiger, the star which brightens the earth, the slave who builds a pyramid. I will build my castle one brick at a time, for I know that small attempts, repeated, will complete any undertaking. I will persist until I succeed. Just type that in. I will persist until I succeed on the Internet. It's all right there. It's called scroll number three. Give me some feedback. What are you feeling right now as you're listening to me? Am I just talking to myself, or or, or is this making any sense? Or am or am I just rambling? No, it's making sense. I would have hung up a long time ago. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying in terms of. Um, you know, learning what I need to learn and understanding what I came here for. Um, you know, I learned sometimes you just have to sit back and, and listen and then go back and listen again and then you learn learn the lesson from a different vantage point. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I wasn't dismissing anything that you had to say. So what's your what's your uh what's your intentions for this week? Give me three intentions for this week. I, I definitely want to check out the website and look into the courses um, that you were talking about in terms of 
the um the moon courses. I didn't catch the whole show, so I'm kind of like in the dark with some of that. While I was listening, I was trying to pull up your website and get some information, but I really didn't digest it because I was listening to multicast. So now I got an assignment to go and look into it further. I mean, since I'm interested, if not, I wouldn't be here listening. Excellent. My point is I just wanted to get you to give me three intentions. Okay. That's it. Yeah, and you only gave me two. You said you're going to check out the website, and then I think you implied that you might listen to the show again and listen to the beginning. So what's your third intention for this week? Well, I'm interested. I'm I'm interested in the course. I know, but I'm I'm stretching you right now. I want you to give me a third intention. You already gave me two, third intention. Well, persist until I succeed. <laughs> Where is my? That's not that's not the I was I was able to relate that off the bat when you started um. Once you started reading, okay. uh, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> what I do now? That's what I'm talking about. You ready? Mm-hmm. I I appreciate you so much for uh, staying on and catching the after party. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm going to um, see if anybody else wants to raise their hand. i got a couple of other people who would like to have the party, but I'm going to put you on mute, and then I'm getting ready to get off here because I'm thirsty and home. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I look forward to talking to you soon. Okay. All right, peace. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to add this too. You're gonna to have to. It's gonna to have to be some pieces of me that you might want to bite or steal, and I ain't gonna miss them. And one of them is you're gonna to need to be passionate about your change. People say, Kaya, what's your formula? I'm passionate about my programming. Ooh, shucks. Let me put that on Facebook. I I I love it when I say something. I'm passionate about my programming. <laughs> Hold on, y'all think I'm joking? passionate about my programming. Right. Yeah, I like that right there. Some people are not passionate about their programming. I've tried to bluff and ease my way through my programming before. Shit don't work. Shit don't work. You got to be convicted, yo. You know what you got to be convicted like? You got to be convicted like that sperm that got here that made your ass. That's right. Your father ejaculated with seven million sperm. Only one of them could get in the egg. What are the attributes of that one sperm? That joker couldn't be last and lazy and laying around and like, I'm going to just, that joker was like, really he was killing all his brothers and sisters. He had, he, he, he was merciless. Seven million? Like, look how they be pushing at the front of the Boston Marathon. That's only a couple hundred people up in the front. And the whole race is only a couple thousand. We're talking about a million, seven million sperm. 
and only one make it, that's how you got here. That is how you got here. That's how all of us got here. Think about that. That's how we all got here. I'm going back to that sperm. I get a little aggressive. I get passionate because I'm trying to impregnate this egg. That's me. And I'm the egg and the sperm. I ain't going to let myself down. I ain't going to be no weak egg. You know? I know a lot of ladies, how you got to, you say a man got to be strong when he step to you. You got to be strong when you step to these goals. Um, I ain't going to talk to y'all heads off tonight. I appreciate y'all. Those of you who listen to the replay, Moon Magic, guess what? I'll be sending y'all an email letting y'all know what time we're going to have a call this week. I already sent one. If you go back and you look in the, when you get your uh, initial email for the planning phase and telling you what to do, I already told you what day we were going to have. I told you we were going to have a call tonight. What we do? We had it. We're going to have another call this week. It was in the email. All right? I'll see y'all on that day. Now, I wouldn't hang up if I was y'all. I still got a couple people who sit on the line. You didn't press one. I want to know what you're hanging on for. It was, it, I just want to know that I gained something. One thing, what was one thing that you picked up? I don't want to put Aurora and uh, and Michaela back on the uh, back on the back on the spot. They already it was like, yo, we chilling and rocking with you. Oh, I want to say big shout out to Melody. She already texted me already with her picture. <laughs> she was like, shoot, here go my three pages. Laid out too, like that. Can I put these on Facebook? Challenge, release, and replace. Unfulfilled desires lead to suffering. She got some good notes on here. Oh, I got somebody from the 813 wants to talk to me. The mic is wide open, 813. Call him, uh, Thank you for joining us tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, Coach. It's Anetta and um calling from Tampa. And hey. I saw that email earlier, and I said, you know what, i got to make sure I get on and just call. And when I looked, I had missed the time, and it was my 23. But um, I've been on some of your calls, and I learned about you through an, uh, an acquaintance. But uh, I just love uh, learning and I thought you were doing an awesome job. And, um, you know, what having us think about, you know, some of our views and money, like every time I thought about what would I do with 100000 what would I do with a million dollars, stuff like that, um, just the thought alone made me feel good, like, wow, maybe I don't have to go into work. Maybe I don't have to punch a clock. <laughs> maybe I'll go, <laughs> you know, I'll go volunteer at the, the some local, you know, community centers, and, and so it just started to bring joy my life in that moment because I'm like, that's exactly what I would love to do. You know, of course, I'll book my vacations and I'll take them often, but my next trip will be like on the Paul Gagoon and uh, just just travel, you know, and so I think you did an awesome job as always, and I love the information that you're sharing and stuff like that, so um, hopefully my subconscious is going to be reprogrammed over the next, well, Started now, my you know. So I, I just want to thank you for doing what you did. So, 
You are welcome. Thank you so much for that. You just got me feeling all good. Tell me, tell if you could, what one thing did you pick up tonight since 923 that can apply to you that you can use tomorrow or tonight? Well, you said a lot of different things, but there was something that a young lady that you called, uh, she came on the line, and I like how she um, she said she was, she, uh, I wrote it down actually, but I like it. She said, I'm receiving blankets. She put the money you know, the amount of money that she wants. And so I actually wrote down the amount I would love to have weekly and, uh, you know, to fall asleep on. And so that way, and then in the morning I could wake up and just be grateful for it. But I figured I'll be grateful tonight because I'm going to give myself that mindset that I'm receiving, that I have it already. So I'm going to be grateful tonight and also be grateful in the morning. So I like, uh, that's something good for me to walk with. I, I think that's what I really walked away with. Because my views and money, I can't say it's tainted, but it could it could be better. And um, so I, I walked away with something I, a little bit more than I came on with. So my views and money, and I'll fall asleep thinking about those awesome things that I want to do with it. You know. Excellent. So. Now, let me tell you about the money angels. Money mm-hmm. angels, money angels, they want to be courted. So that's just like a man come to you, he got a piece of bubble gum, mm-hmm. he give you the piece of bubble gum, you open it up, put it in your mouth, you say, man, this piece of bubble gum tastes good, and he says, mm-hmm. can we can we have sex? <laughs> He's going to say, no. You come back tomorrow, you got a whole pack of gum. You only been over here twice. And he bought you one piece, and he bought you a pack. But he might not ever bring you more than a pack of gum. But if he bring you a pack of gum for, like, two years straight, y'all might have sex. You know what I'm saying? Because he might, he might come yeah. with some conversation. He might come with, you know, some other things, some other intangibles, because mm-hmm. it ain't always about the chewing gum. You know what I'm saying? He may make you right. laugh. Mm-hmm. He may come over there and fix mm-hmm. something in the house. He may something mm-hmm. he's very reliable. He's always bringing some gum over, though. After a while, you can be like, you know what? Don't bring no gum. Bring some condoms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anything can happen like that. So the money angels are similar. Don't mm-hmm. try to do, like, a ritual or don't try to tell yourself one night or two nights or three weeks or four weeks. You have to stay consistent until you get the results that you want. That's what moon magic is about. That's why I say six-month commitment Six month commitment, so you mm-hmm. got to because because now you learn the system. Because mm-hmm. first off, you first off it's challenging to you because it's something that you've never done. Mm-hmm. Then the next in the next month you're a little more familiar with it. Then the third mm-hmm. month it starts developing into second nature, but it's not until mm-hmm. the fifth and sixth month that it's first nature that you mm-hmm. know on oh, the new moon is this, full moon is this, mm-hmm. gathering moon is this. Seeing moon mm-hmm. is this, using moon is this, boom, 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 and then you can pass your quiz. But I don't have anybody mm-hmm. who's, who's ever took moon magic for one month, and then they know everything. You know what I'm saying? I see people mm-hmm. who sign up for moon magic, and then they quit. I don't chase mm-hmm. them. I don't chase them. Mm-hmm. They, un- they understood it was a commitment. But guess what? Mm-hmm. 
They quit on everything in life. Oh, hmm. that ain't bad. It's just the facts. See what I'm right. saying? So right. that and of course. Excuse me. No, I was gonna say it is a some it is a course that I'd like to take. I know the timing isn't right, but I, it is my intent to take it in 2016. So we're gonna leave a light on for you, just like uh, just like Motel Six. <laughs> I'm so serious. You won't have to hunt me down. I, I'm gonna be knocking at the door saying, "Hey, I'm ready." But I'm in a transition. I'm doing a couple of things right now, so I know. If I started it, I probably won't be able to give each thing my all, and and, and so it is a course that I'm very interested in, very, well, very, very interested in. That's why I try to give enough tools tonight, so mm-hmm. you can go to the website and get that free, that charity I got on there, that that uh, your wish is your command. Mm-hmm. I listen, I listened to that in 2011. That changed my life. I'm giving that away for free. Okay. I'll just go over there and grab it. I got three-hour YouTube videos on how to read your own astrology chart. I got three-hour videos on timing, free stuff. Have you ever been to my YouTube channel? Maximize on the the free stuff, especially long, long videos. They're not long. (laughs) I I tried. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But, but Coach Tyre, something else that, that I meant to you asked me what else mm-hmm. I took away from tonight, right? Um, not to change gears too much, but I like how you position money like a classy lady. That's probably the best analogy I've ever heard. Because as you said it, I could just see it in my mind. I said, you know what? It's 100%. I've never heard it like that, but it's so true. You know, and so I like how um, that's a different view on money that I, I'm walking away with as well. She's so. a woman. She's a woman. She ain't no dude. She's a woman. She's got all power. Every time you look mm-hmm. on the, um, every time you look on, and that's why when the sister came on earlier and she was like, well, it's just a Federal Reserve. Don't, don't you demean my woman. Don't you right. talk down. Don't, and, and, and all the money in the world heard me stand up for her. Right. All the ones all the ones heard. All the fives and the tens and the (laughs) twenties and the fifties and the hundreds. They all heard Kair stand up for them. And they're Mm -hmm. talking about me right now. Mm -hmm. All the money is talking about me right now. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yo, I'm going to get with him. He knows how to treat a lady. Mm-hmm. He knows how to treat a lady. And she's going to come over and say, honey, how may I serve you? How may I serve mm-hmm. you? And I, and I got something for her to do, something respectful for her to do, something where we're mm-hmm. going to make, because every woman wants to make history. Mm-hmm. If every woman wants to make history. Mm-hmm. I don't know any woman, not no real women, who don't want mm-hmm. to make history. They see something and they get captivated. They want to be a part mm-hmm. of it. Absolutely. So my money and me, we going to make history. Hmm. Because those people, men and women, that's, so now look at mm-hmm. yourself. 
you say, man, my money kind of funny right now. Cause you ain't told money, you ain't told money what you got planned for money. <laughs> you know do you what? Know, do you know I that I talk? To, do you know that huh? I talk to my money in my like the money in my wallet? I talk to it. I take money out of my pocket and I talk to it. Every time I get change at the mm-hmm. grocery store or wherever, I say thank you, money. And the cashier thinks I'm talking to her. She'd be like, "You're welcome." I'd be like, oh, yeah, you too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I break a 20. Let's say something costs uh, $13, and I break mm-hmm. a 20, and I get $7 back. I'm thanking the five and the ones for coming back to me. Because mm. I, I already told the 20 to go out there and talk about me. I said, I love you so much, what you do for me. You go out here and make history. You go out here and tell the mother 20s, you know, mm-hmm. where you come from. So she goes and gets in the cash register, and what does a proud woman do? She starts to gossip. And the mm-hmm. other women look at her and say, well, what you talking about? Well, you know, my man treats mm-hmm. me so good. My man this, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man. They'd be like, yo, man, where your man at? Like, that's him right there, Kair, walking out. And then all of a sudden, that woman make up her mind, that 20, that 50, those ones, them quarters and dimes and nickels, they say, yo, I'm, mm-hmm. going, to, I'm going to get with him. I even have a money oil that I put on my money. My roommate, she mm-hmm. she puts, she puts uh, she, when, when she gives me her portion of the rent, my whole pocket be smelling like sandalwood. <laughs> All of you sound like sandalwood. I'd be like, woo, anointed. What woman don't like smelling nice? When last time you put some perfume on your true. money? True, true. Put some perfume on your money. Put some roll on, put something on there. When last time you burn some incense around your money? Talk to your money and mm-hmm. say how, how much I appreciate you with your fine self. <laughs> how much whenever you, you, you pray you know how one thing I I'm a prayer warrior women love when I, I I grab a woman's hand in a minute and say close your eyes let's have some prayer women like when men pray for them and pray over them and pray with them mm-hmm. my money ain't no different hmm. right ain't no shortages around here ain't no shortages <laughs> and and when somebody do my money wrong, my money snitches on me. My hmm. money, my money still come back. I had a, this was last week. My neighbor, I've been dealing with this joker for a whole year. Came over here and stole a hundred and fifty dollars out of my house and got away with it. And my money brought him right back into my house to the scene of the crime two days later and exposed hmm. him. And exposed hmm. him. Yes. I couldn't do nothing but look at my money and say, Thank you, money, welcome back. My <laughs> money was my money was like, Hey, you can't I don't go I I don't roll like that. He ain't know how to treat me. Hmm. I'ma leave a I'ma leave a grown man and go out with him because he's twelve? Oh no. Uh-uh. <laughs> now what wow. were you about to say? I d I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you about to say? No, that's actually very good. I mean, I think it's the best way. 
I haven't thought about it like that, but you put that, you broke that down so well. I mean, I, I see money even better. But um, what I was going to say, um, I realized with me, I haven't, like, if I had to, I try not to compare, but if I had to look at most people in my circle or even in my family, um, most of them, I'm a little bit different to most of them. I seem to to have the money, but I don't know if it's because I just always, in my mind, I was like, look, from when I was younger, I always felt like most people problems were, most people had a problem with their money, with in their finances. So I always practice myself to not become like that. So I'm okay there. I, I just think it's just time for me to go to a higher level now, get some more commas or something. But I've never had the um, lack as, you know, some even some people my age and, and stuff like that. So that's all I was going to uh, say is that, you know, so even with a different twist on money and the, a different view on it, it helps. Um, but I've just never really had that major, major issue with it, and I'm grateful for that. You know, uh, if I have $100, I might spend 40 of it or 50 but I'll still save 50 you know, and so um, and so I'm just learning. I, I'm just learning. You, I'm going to start giving my money an assignment and stuff like that. And so that's all I wanted to say, though. Excellent. And watch what happens. Get back at me and tell me what happens. When you start treating her differently, watch. Because she's going to react differently. <laughs> That's so funny, but yes, I, I, and I'll be signing up for the for the class of 2016. This year, it's not going to end without me signing up for for um, the course. Yeah, so. But listen, thank you for being so listen, awesome, though. It's yes, only sir. one Taurus. It's only one Taurus per year. This is the money. This is the money month. Uh huh. Yeah, you got an option. Prioritize. Okay. Prioritize what's important to you. I always, I, I, here's my last thing. Never make decisions based off of debt. Never make decisions based off of debt or how many zeros you got in your bank account. Make mm-hmm. decisions off of what you, off of what you, of your commitment. Mm-hmm. What you want to, what you want to be committed to. What you know that's commit. Like, it's nothing wrong with quitting something that ain't good for you. Mm-hmm. That, that that whole thing about till death do us part is bullshit in a marriage. That programs <laughs> it programs you it programs you to stay in bad situations too long. No, mm-hmm. death is when there's no more breath in it. So if there ain't no more mm-hmm. breath in it, then the life is gone and it is dead. So we out. Mm-hmm. If we together, you start smoking crack, then that then this relation ain't no more life in this relationship. You took mm-hmm. all the breath out of it. This relationship is dead. It's over. I agree. Definitely. But uh no, I'm gonna take the classes just I'm doing I'm finishing out another course. And so as I finish that out and and wrap some things up it's gonna make way for you know, so I could be a better student. That's, that's You're gonna be an excellent so. student. You're gonna be an excellent student. Don't worry. Just show up. It's an excellent yeah. teacher. It's an excellent environment. Ain't been left with excellent students. I believe that. I believe that. And so, but thanks for for being awesome. Though I appreciate this uh, broadcast tonight, and I'm so happy I got the email. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate you. You're very welcome. All right, and I just signed up for the free oh. gift. All right. Okay, yeah, bye-bye. yeah. Get that. Get that. Yeah. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. I'm going to let y'all take it out with money has ears. I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. I want to say this again. Because it has to do here, it applies here with the second commandment of money that tells us that money hath is, and if you say the wrong thing about money, money will flee from thee. 99.9% of the people talk money away from that on the screen so that we can get rid of all self-conflict. The absolute truth of the matter is that you are really your only enemy. You are even your own devil. (laughs) 